What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to episode 114 of the Mature Gamer Podcast. I'm Kev, and with me this week, we've got Sheepdog, Anna, and Bouncy. Say hello, boys and girls. Good day. Hello. Has anyone noticed that when I do that say hello bit, I start to bob up and down? Like <laughs> yeah, a, say hello, boys and girls, and give it a bit of bobbing head. How am I going to do that when we're on telly? I'm going to look like a moron. You just have to move your hands with it and be overexcited. Unless they move the camera with me. If they do it as a proper close-up of my face, bob the camera up and down with me then it looks like I'm a normal person, which is probably the preference. <laughs> I've, um, <all> right. <laughs> I've planned this running order out properly like a professional podcast this week, Why? and I have got a coming up on this week's show. Why? Do, you want, do you want to hear me be professional? I, I wondered about this when I saw it. Um, yeah. Normally yeah. you pretend you spent ages writing a running order. And yeah, this week I, um, I kind of did, yeah. I've been bored all day. It's funny, um, though, you did leave off something in the last section that made me a little bit sad. No, we're not talking about your bullshit podcast, if that's what you mean. I'm not allowed to, because some people say I, I'm just using <laughs> this to catapult myself into fame because I'm not a true gamer. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so coming up on this... <laughs> there you go. That's professionalism right there. Um, coming up on this week's show, we have our little review of Res that we were at last weekend. That'd be grand. Sheepdog's going to bore us to tears talking about his game that he wants to make. Interspersed with Bouncy talking about his shop and his bloody podcast. Um, and then I'm going to tell you about the relaunch of KevinSteve.com, which if you haven't checked it out yet, go and have a look. There's a uh, a picture of a goose, is it? Or a dragon or something? What have you put on there? A dinosaur? The a lizard? Yeah, there's something. I knew it was some kind of long-necked creature. Giraffe, lizard, goose, goat. No, not goat. They have short necks. <laughs> Do they have short necks? Yeah. Do you know I set the homework for a class this week to search for a picture of a goat in the state over Easter? It doesn't have to be over Easter. Any time of the year no, is fine. You should make them play goat simulator. Well, that's the homework. They've got to find a picture for Kev. I am tempted to try and make a stoke mod for goat simulator because it's the kind of game where it can't be that hard to make a mod for it because it's completely unfinished and awful so if i just got someone to make me a stoat and then just plugged it in using the same physics as the goat that could make my life complete you see now lame is is already like ostrich simulator and all sorts out it's the most fun ever people are just why would you bother going through the effort of cloning it i want to play clone but what's out at the moment so much fun um we've also got some stuff to give away um, that we were kindly given at Res, um, by our very good friends at Game Keys now. Um, 
I wrote an article on the site this week. Go and look at that, maturegamingpodcast.com. I've been threatening it for 18 months now. Did you do the humorous picture? No, Jay did that. It's brilliant, isn't it? That's very good. He, um, he basically took an article I wrote for kevinsteve.com and made it look professional by changing most of the words and adding some pictures to it. <laughs> so it actually looks like I'm capable of writing articles now, which don't let that mislead you. I still can't. Um, but it looks really good on our site. So I think we might just have kevinsteve.com as a place where we put all the rubbish and let Jay sift out the odd good one and turn it into something publishable. Um, and also, I don't know if any of you noticed or not, I like Vine a little bit. I apologise to people who follow me on Twitter, especially over last weekend. I think I did about 30 Vines over the course of three days. Um, it's brilliant. Why haven't you lot told me about this before? I thought you'd already you'd had an account on there for ages. I have had an account on there, but I didn't know. I didn't. I hadn't figured out that you could start the video and then stop it and then start it again. I but hadn't you fully think explored. These people actually I do thought know. bouncy could just move <laughs> with the speed of light. I can. That's exactly true. Yeah, but it was it was just brilliant. The mustard stuff that we did before last week's show made me very happy. Um, the stuff Bouncy sent me at two in the morning after last week's show made me quite unhappy. Um, and then we did some good stuff at Rez down at Wembley over the weekend. And I really like Vine. I imagine... You haven't lo- done anything this week, though. Well, no, we talked about this on Best Thing From, and um, we've been at work or at home this week. There hasn't really been the opportunity to find anything funny. But we're at Gadget Show on Tuesday. We're going to be could- ruining that place with mustard. What you could have done in your classroom was just hold the camera up. Hold it quite close to yourself. Look at a pupil. Virgin. Virgin. Manic depressive. Suicidal. Sacked. Virgin. Yeah. Fat. Miserable. Yeah. And then go... And then uh, turned it round onto the students, eh? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, Bouncy, you don't really get teaching, do you? That's why I'm not a teacher. Uh, we did try and convince you to become one, just really because we were interested to see how that would turn out. Well... Do you know what? It's not strictly uh, completely untrue because in a couple of weeks' time, I have been asked to go back to my old high school, secondary school, not American, finish serving your detentions, and basically inspire some pupils with my life story of work. Are you serious? Yeah. So what are you going to make up? To... <laughs> Nothing. I'm going to tell them exactly what it was like. I was like, basically, I've been off university... Spent a couple of months driving around on the steam train. It was fantastic. Telling the lot. But work yeah, I mean, work really it. hard and 15 years after you leave school, you can be made redundant from your part-time job in a video shop. Is that going to be your inspirational story for them? Yes, because then wow. what happens next, I then become co-manager of an independent video shop and a co-host on a pretty awesome video games podcast traveling around the country covering events and stuff. And the school's starting up a community radio station They've asked me if I'll help them set up some programming and show notes and things. I said I'd give them some advice on that as well. They're doing, li- they're doing live internet radio, which, of course, we've, we've had experience of. Mm-hmm. So I figured, yeah, so basically, for, in a, for want of a better word, that would be what it was like if I was a teacher. <laughs> because I'm going to be left with children. Not left, probably not left with them. Now they'll leave me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll be placed with children, expected to guide and encourage and develop their minds uh, with stories of woe, pain, and destruction. Can, you, can I suggest that on that day, if not on any other day, if just that day, 
yeah. you don't smell quite so strongly of Sambuca as you did on Saturday. <laughs> I don't, didn't smell of Sambuca. I'd had a lot of licorice all sorts. Um, I'm not sure if that's how I remember it. And then, we, when, then we lost you and found you in a pub. Yeah. <clears throat> to be fair, when you lost me, I was off talking to indie devs about games. I wasn't just wandering around right. things going. Hold that, that thought. I'm going to ask you about exactly that, the other side of this jingle. Are you holding it? Mm. Good. And release. So, yeah, Rez. Should we talk about Rez? Is Why that what not? Do? Yeah, so, I've got a long list of things I want to talk about Rez. Um, well, I've mo- got the list in front of me. Yeah, I need to deal with the first two issues first. <laughs> Why are we brilliant. wearing a tie? Because I wear a tie now. What, all the time? This is your new I'm thing, wearing a tie right now. You want to be that weird guy who always wears a tie? I was confused by the fact it was a shirt, tie, and a jacket with jeans. He had a jumper on as well, early in the day. And blue jeans. But the jump, but the, uh, the shirt wasn't tucked in, and he was wearing trainers. Blue jeans and trainers. I think I likened him on the day to a homeless man wearing all his clothes at once. Or a chav going to court. Mm. Or a bit of, bit of both, or a, a borderline alcoholic podcaster, which mm. is... <laughs> As I don't be. know that I'd call you a borderline podcaster. I think you're pretty much there. Uh... <laughs> no, and you're I definitely not a borderline alcoholic. You are well into that, friends, mate. You know what, though? It's, uh, it's funny. Because listeners out there and listeners, what you don't know is uh, on the morning of um, Res, I was at my ex's house. I'd had the children overnight. And so before they woke up in the morning, I had my bottle of Sambuca that I like to keep on my at all times. And get up. Can't drink in front of the kids, so I downed a good chunk of the bottle, then poured what was left into a little Coke bottle. Looked like water, so if I was stopped by security, I could just go, it's just some water, mate. Then you take some tablets later. He'd be fine, I'd be fine, I could keep drinking. Um, pop back to my house uh, at the Bouncy Castle, where we had an encounter with the, the evil goose. Oh, yes, we did. Where Sheepdog had a very close encounter. <laughs> it was brilliant. Can I tell this, just because I want to get the voice right? Yeah. Well, I said, wind the window down, Kev. Started honking at the goose. It started coming for me. <laughs> and I just saw it, wind the window up, Kev. <laughs> really sternly <laughs> as he pulled away, because I was shitting myself. That goose was vicious. I've never heard an uh, uncontrolled wheel spin described as pulling away before. I'm quite, I'm quite happy with that. It was so good. It was just like, wind it up, Kev. Wind her up. <laughs> uh, you could just operate that button yourself anytime you want. <laughs> I thought it was uh, locked. Uh, they were locked. They were locked. Uh, but yeah, so I popped back and said hello to my housemate, who then decided to look out the door as I skipped down the path like a weirdo, uh, which is quite embarrassing. She was doing a fantasy breakfast, and, and we headed off. So I was in my shirt and tie, and then we headed off, and of course we had to go to a service station to get some breakfast. Peterborough uh, service station. I yes. basically refused to pay what was essentially a £1,000 for a piece of bread. So I didn't have breakfast. Eight pound full um, English. I thought but it was I did starting think, value for a service ooh, station. Over there, they've got a Batman whack-a-mole. That would be good fun. It didn't work. Put money in, kept falling out. So instead, I thought, well, I'll go to McDonald's and I'll get myself some of those lovely, lovely Nintendo Happy Meal toys from the nice man who is younger than me, obviously knows all about games. It's going to be good. We'll have a bit of rapport. He'll say, oh, do you know a bit about games? And I'll go, oh, do I know a bit about games? I do. The UK's number one independent video game podcast, Mature Gamer. And he'd go, oh, Mature Gamer, here, have a free McSausage muffin. And I'd be all happy. And he'd have met a legend. And then I'd go over and I'd call you. I'd call the rest of the guys over. I'd be like, look, here's the rest of us. 
would you like us to sign something for you? That'd be a fiver, um, which is still cheaper than Yogg's cast. And, um, and, and yet instead he went over to where the Maritoids were and he went, I've just got this one, mate. And I went, oh yeah, held up Toad and said, mushroom head. <laughs> Fucking mushroom head. <laughs> and as I said to Kev at the time, uh, there are many times in my life where I've wanted to jump over a counter and smack somebody in the face into a fryer. That's the closest I've ever come to actually doing it. I couldn't believe And it's only over a, a maritime, but over the course of the day, I showed that to different people working there, including... Um, some what, at the same McDonald's? No, <laughs> around the um, Res Expo. Oh, okay. Just to see what they would say when I explained that this man has said mushroom head. Most of them shared my opinion that he should have been murdered. Um it's uh, he proves that Darwin is correct. That there are very clearly lines of the species who, who need to be snuffed out. Uh, but yeah, mushroom head. What a, what a wanker, frankly. <laughs> but yeah, so I got another one. And then today I got Luigi and Yoshi. They're out this week. Awesome. Really? Really? Green hat and dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> which one's which? We'll get some more on the way to uh, Gadget yeah. Show. Because I might oh, join imagine you. Imagine if that man's still there and he did say, like, what? The Velociraptor and the. Uh, the guy from YMCA. The electrician. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you... I want to go and see him, just in case. And okay. we will get the Batman whack-a-mole working as well, even if we have to unplug it and plug it back in again. I'm going to put on my iPad, like, some images of each one with the word underneath. And I'll go, no, now, listen very carefully, sir. This is Ouija. He's just had an entire year named after him, or dedicated to him. <laughs> I How imagine, do you not know who he is? I imagine, from his point of view, you've told your your side of the story from his point of view, he's there scraping out the chip fat, and he goes, oh, there's this bouncy boy over there from uh, the Mature Gamer podcast. Here he comes. Like, he'll probably want to brag about how famous he is and try and charge me a five of one of those knockoff signatures he's photocopied from the back of his mate's um, corner shop. And he's like, when he comes over, I'm just going to pretend I know nothing about games. What would wind him up more than anything? What will get him kicking off on the podcast next week? And then he saw a little toad there and he thought, toad. I've <laughs> got a toad tattoo on my arm, but I won't let him know that. <laughs> Holds up and calls him Mushroom Head, knowing full well you were going to fall into his trap. And here you are. Oh, what kind of cool. corner shops keep autographs <laughs> in the back of them? <laughs> Photocopiers, I said. The, the corner shop that released Brimville of Asher. Uh, okay. Um... Then when we finally got there, about lunchtime... Whoa, cause... whoa, whoa. Oh, sorry. What happened when we wanted to get some petrol? I don't know. What happened? We were going to pull into some petrol at a garage because we needed petrol. But unfortunately, we found out that Anna's never heard Hey Jude in her life. Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> so what, we drove for like 40 minutes, didn't we? We drove to Coventry. Well, this no, was we it, yeah. were about out of petrol. This was in Peterborough, but we couldn't pull over while Hey Jude no, you was playing. couldn't pull over. Well, we all caught a Jude. Well, no, no, we if you him. could, why didn't you? Because I wasn't driving. There you go. So we couldn't pull over <laughs> because Hey Jude was playing. So we kept going. And the next petrol station we saw after Peterborough was in Coventry. We were on fumes by then. We nearly didn't make it to Birmingham. I was on fumes. <laughs> yeah. So was I. In fact, we could sat have just got him to, to breathe into the engine yeah. and we'd have been all right. Oh, I felt so dizzy sat next to you. But when we finally got there about lunchtime, after Bouncy insisted on all these toilet breaks on the way there, um, we uh, we noticed that Yogg's Cast were selling autographs for forty pound a pop, and um, so being the uh, the free love internet hippies that we are, we set ourselves up in a Weber spoon for most of the afternoon, inviting people to come and get free autographs off of us. No one wanted one. No one was brave enough to ask ah, us for one because okay. we didn't have people there taking orders like 
the old cast did. They had people basically working down a queue saying, you want an autograph, do you? I know you wouldn't be able to ask the guys yourself, but you want an autograph. We'll sort you out, don't worry. And then they get to the front of the queue. It's like, <laughs> sort of looking people at their feet. Excited. But um, with us, they just we didn't have that sort of level between us and the normal people, which is why no one could pluck up the courage to ask us. But I signed the table before I left. I signed the wall in the toilet. So my name's all over the NEC now, as you'll see when we go back on Tuesday. Did, we any play, did anyone play any games while we were there? <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I, I played Eden Prime, which was really Tell us about good. Eden Prime. Eden Prime is a game. Um, it's a sci-fi game. It's uh, an independent sci-fi game in which you have magical gloves and <laughs> you can point at things and smash them and you can point at things that don't exist and make them exist. How do you point at something that doesn't exist? Like, say, you basically, you see resources. So in most games, like you go up to a resource and collect it and then you'd put the resource down and it would make a block. So like Minecraft, you mine the block, then you place the block. This is like sci-fi Mass Effect Minecraft. Basically, you use like a gauntlet where you'd smash using kinetic power or something, um, smash the rocks to pieces and then absorb them into the glove. And then you can basically make blocks to make areas. You can build defenses, you can build turrets, and stuff using the resources you collected, which is really cool. Uh, Wall running was quite nice in there. It it felt like Titanfall mixed with Minecraft. It was quite good. Um, didn't play it for very long, but the guys get to get in touch with us and get us all a copy of the game to play each. Woo-hoo! So, um, what? And that's and everybody listening. No, just uh, just the team, and that's mostly thanks to um, oh, me. No, who was I with? Us, the day. The three no, of I can't us. remember his name. You're still, talking it's all now. Are you talking no, about Dean? No. Dean, Dean, yes. <laughs> so I basically also known as Eamon Shoot off of the forum and yeah, Twitter. And what a legend! Um, who we've met what ten times now, yeah. and you still don't remember the man's name because shop. you're an ignorant bastard. We buy stuff from you directly. No one else does. He's keeping your business afloat. I would you mean nobody else buys from my shop? Eamon, uh, Dean Dangdu came to my shop this week. Sure, it just wasn't Dean. Bought a Vita. Bought a Vita from us because he didn't want to go to a toy the shop. movie on Blu-ray. Yeah, right. He bought a Vita <laughs> on Blu-ray. I'm surprised um, you even had that in stock. Yeah, well, you know, people like Madonna, don't they? And he hates Argentina. I do. Ah, ah yes. So, um, so yeah. So, anyway, I, I was watching Dean play the game, and he just stood up and went, "Yeah, you have a go." I thought well, that's very nice of you. Um, so I sat down, and all I could hear over the head, over like the, the game, was him in the background going, uh, "So, uh, asking asking the guys some questions." And like, yeah, the, he's from Mature Go. He just he was like the best secretary I've ever had. He just basically organised all the, the PR side of Are it. Are we going to have to get on the payroll? Well, no, I don't think he needs to be on the payroll. I think he's just happy to be involved. But um, but he was a, start, a real kind of start. I walked around with him while you were at Wentworthsfields because you just abandoned me. You just ditched me. <laughs> there, one minute you're you, there, next every, minute you're just gone. We would turn around multiple times throughout the day. We'd turn around and you would just be gone. It was like going there with a cross between a toddler and an excited puppy because we would look away from you for a second and you would be gone. We assumed you'd seen a bottle of Sambuca or something. Yeah, or a shiny, shiny light or something that you've gone to investigate. (laughs) But now I spent spent most all that time uh, with Dean. Uh, We went and had a look at Orbalis from Alan Zaccone who came along to MGPX. Is this Uh, the one with the fancy controller? Yes, with the uh, fancy. You don't use that when you play it on Steam. 
So you don't need it. Because I said, would you be able to make that and sell it as a package so you could then create the controller yourself? And he just looked at me as if to say, no, it took ages. <laughs> it really wasn't worth the effort. Um, but he was he was shattered. He's come into uh, Mature Gamer Live 2014. That's um, what it's so called. That's good. He's bringing biscuits, which is... Tell us what it's uh, really called. M-G-P-X-M-M-I-V... That's it, is it? No. What's that? What else? I can't remember. It's written somewhere on that piece of paper <laughs> that's in front of you. So I, I put it on there about a month ago and I haven't taken it off yet. Oh, well, either way. Um, but yeah, so he, he's coming along. I had a chat with uh, Mike Bithel and explained the Mature Gaming Podcast policy of only interviewing people bigger than Bithel, yep. which he immediately looked at me as if to say, oh, and I went, well, look, to be honest, it's I'm going to crush your emotions or you're going to feel really clever. And he said, who else have you interviewed? And I said, well, Peter Molyneux. And he went, yeah, I'm happy with that. <laughs> so Mike Biffle has officially <laughs> given us permission for the bigger than Biffle rule, um, oh. which is not, not that he had any choice anyway. We were doing it either way. Uh, but he was he was good catch of him. And did you agree with him what he'd have to do to be allowed to come on the show himself? How did he get bigger than himself? He, uh, he had to eat um, a tub of Play-Doh. Okay. Or cool. any show recording, because then he would definitely weigh more. I want that on a vine, watching him eat play If he <laughs> eats Play-Doh on a vine, we'll interview him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mustard coloured. I don't care what colour it is. If we can make Mike Biffle I'm tweet him now. eat Play-Doh on a vine, we will interview him on the show. Nick. We'll do a bonus show midweek and interview him on it if he eats Play-Doh on a vine for Just us. Just tweeting him. That Brilliant. Um, also met Daz Watford, who is the art design guy on uh, Volume, who's working with Mike on that. Uh, he, he's a big fan of the uh, Night Shift and the uh, what? Mature Gamer as a rule. Uh, so it was real cool. He he basically wasn't going to go, saw me, was really pleased, gave me a few tips on games. But that's pretty much already played, played, but I did have a look at a lot of stuff. Mm. Because what was um, interesting was how many people wanted to talk to us. Um, I don't know if you, you spoke to as many people I did, but I must have spoken to two dozen developers who were just keen to talk about the game. Because obviously they are, because those sort of games need a bit of attention. It wasn't like... Uh, Eurogamer London where it's like those games you know of way in advance so games like Mousecraft which is brilliant see I never got the queue for that was always too big and I'm intrigued by the name but never got to see what it actually is what is it it's basically like Lemmings so a bit like Flock everything there was like Lemmings yeah Flock was another one that's because Lemmings is a really good idea for a game that people just don't do very much anymore Yeah, when Lemmings was popular they did loads of games like that but it just seemed to disappear but now when you think yeah, everybody's done the whole I'm a square jumping around a level I'm you know a isometric exploration game let's now do other stuff but yeah I looked at Wasteland 2 which looks oh, so good uh, that's a bit like a cross between uh, Fallout and Diablo and uh, I really wanted to get onto that but it, the early access um, thing on Steam is still 30 quid and I'm like <laughs> I don't want to get. I don't want to get really excited about a game that I can't run and I can't afford. So I just looked at it and went oh, like that. Uh, Kaiju Panic, I think it was called. I had a look at that. That's a little um, kind of pixel man build up. It's like a tower defense game mixed with theme park, mixed with giant monsters. That was quite cool. A little Asian lady who was working on the game came over, and I couldn't work it, and I felt really bad, but I didn't know. They just hired a Japanese person to promote the game, or she was actually had worked on the game 
And I was a bit embarrassed and a bit drunk, and I didn't want to ask in case I said something that caused a cultural issue. That said about eight cultural issues. Yeah, have you ever been called racist as much as you were that day? Racist? I'm pretty sure you were referred to as a racist repeatedly. But not for, like, genuine racism. You were just basically jumping on any possible thing that I said. You speak to Alan Zucconi and he actually said to you, it's a bit racist. Yeah, when you did his accent for him. I said, when I met Alan (laughs) Zucconi at MGPX last year, I listened to him talk about his game, and all I really heard was him reading off a recipe for lasagna. And then I did his voice. I did the voice. To his face. Uh, So you're you're taking the sheet, and then you're putting the tomato on and uh, he said, that sounds a bit like Terry Wogan. And I said, yeah, you're right. It does. That was, that was Terry Wogan. <laughs> Terry Wogan is just an old Italian who's pretending to be English. Wow. Um, he could cut my hair now. <laughs> so, yeah. So I only get my hair. Bouncy. Anna's giving me a funny look. I only get my hair cut by old Italian men. Continue, Bouncy. That old Italian man made me bald. <laughs> Under my instruction. Yeah. What's the matter with you? Hey, you're a little bold boy. <laughs> hey, it's at the sheep, though. <laughs> you got a puppet. Um, but no, um, so yeah, so I talked to him. Do the thing. I accidentally jumped through, I accidentally kind of almost fell through a window because I saw some people I knew. So I ran towards them as I do, which you saw. It and then he realised it was his own reflection. No, no. And us. And I started to, licking the wall like Littlefoot like, in Land Before Time. Yeah, you know, I, I sort of went, I went to like slam my hands on the glass and go, whoa. Well, there was no glass there at all. It was just an opening. <laughs> and so I kind of went waist first over the thing. So then Waist first? How does anyone go waist first anywhere? <laughs> I went middle first. <laughs> uh, waist hit the, the wall before anything else did. Uh, so I walked around. And then when I left them, I just decided to just jump through the window because I hadn't done it. And I've, I regretted not doing it the first time. So I then left by jumping out of a window. Which Did you shout, yeah, but never do, and slide down? No, I pretended I'd fallen flat on my face for a second, then just stood up really quickly and straight at my tie like James yeah, Bond. He pretended he'd I say like flat James on his face. Bond. I look more like Mr. Bean, but um, so that was good fun. But yeah, no, it was um, it was a cracking day. We also met um, Gogol, didn't we? Billy, yeah. who looked too much like Vanilla Ice style rapper to me <laughs> to be the actual guy who writes on our website. Yeah. I don't know, there's something about him that... I noticed he was wearing a press pass as well. Does anyone know where he got that from? Who's that? Billy. Oh. Well, he writes on um, Midlife Gamer as well, don't he? He does what? Yeah, have you he not seen... Vimesy. On Midlife yeah. Gamer? Oh. Uh, Do you know I saw it on there the other week? He'd, he'd posted. Right, see, he's dead to me. He's on my dead to me list now. Even Vimesy. I don't think that was him. I think Gogol is like... Um, he kind of sits at home with a bank of computers and he basically has people who pretend to be him out in the street. Like, you, know, like Saddam, you know, like Saddam Hussein had all those like decoy Saddam Husseins. Mm. He's got all these other Googles. That it just strike me as a Saddam Hussein type. Think about it. Who have we got on our site? We've got Google One. I think there's 27 of them. And the one that we met at Eurogamer was the Vanilla Rice rapper Google. Think about <laughs> okay. That. Anyway, getting back to the games, um, Hotline Miami 2 was there. Yeah. Um, looks very, very similar to Hotline Miami 1. I was a little bit disappointed that they didn't have headphones did. on the... They didn't on the um, PS4 version and the Vita version. They'd so, say there was a set of headphones on a version of it. 
Yeah, on the PC version, there was what headphones. The PC version. Why on earth would I want to play it on a dodgy I've controller? Just listen to the music. That's what it's for. That's what Hotline Miami is. Right, so just listen to the music, then just don't play the game. Just sit and listen for five minutes. Well, yeah, that, to be honest, if they'd have said to me, look, we've got Hotline Miami 2 here. Um, it's basically the same game as the first one. The only real difference is the songs are different this time. Oh, okay, I'll have a listen to these new songs then. That would have been fine. Just give me a set of headphones and forget the game. Yeah. Because the game is identical, although it looks very, very shiny on a PS4. Yeah. Is the original out on the PS4? I don't think I it think is, I think it, it is now. I think it, didn't it not just come out? As I'm not Crossfire? sure. But yeah, it looks so shiny and nice. Um, as it should. Uh, I'll tell you what else I saw. Um, a gang, gang killers, gang monsters, gang monsters, which is like Jelly Babies beat each other by Bone Loaf, if you remember we saw that as a group, didn't we? Good old bone loaf. Which, uh, was they follow me on Twitter now, the bone yeah, loaf. Basically, that was just Sheepdog having a pub fight. Mm. That's what that game was. It kind of had the physics of Surgeon Simulator in terms of you just vaguely grabbed and punched and you just hoped you landed one. They said afterwards there was something like 127,000 punches thrown and about 28 landed. <laughs> so I thought it was brilliant. But yeah, it was just really brutal, but they looked like jelly babies. So um, that, was, that was splendid. Titan Attacks was a game that made me angry it inspired you as well yeah it's not lie it made but i was just i don't understand because it's it's a space invaders clone to the point where it's the same sprites that you have in space invaders it's just shinied up and somehow was being released on the playstation 4 and i don't understand how um it's just purely any game from the past they can find that they'd slapped the name Titan on so that they can have something on the PS4 that starts with Titan at the same time as Titan falls out on the Xbox One. That's the only reason it can possibly exist, surely. At which yeah. point, me and Sheepdog decided we're going to make um, a Tetris clone for the uh, for the PS4 called, what was it going to be, Halo Blocks, I think? Yeah. <laughs> for when, for when the new Halo game. game comes out. Be awesome. Because I just don't get it. Why Why does this game exist? And why are Sony putting it on the PS4? And why didn't we do it first? Yeah, there's a lot of questions there. I need them all answering now. One after <laughs> well, the other. What was well, the first okay, one? Okay, so clones. Why do clones exist? Uh, basically, they always have done. They always will do. Uh, massively, with anything to do with indie gaming, you see loads and loads of clones and stuff. And if you get it right, it doesn't matter. Um, you could say that Space Invaders... Was original, but you look how many versions of that or, or variations that have come out ever since. You People know? are giving it seven. But I haven't seen one on a modern console. What about Space Invaders Infinity? Well, that's not a clone. That's Space Invaders. Yeah, this no, is a different game. It's a completely different game. Really, it started off and then it went into massive, great big ships that you shot the squares off of, and it had trance music. But this is sorts. just the original game with a lick of paint and a different name. It was the fact it was called Titan something. That annoyed me the most. The fact that they've only called it that because... Well, you say that, but <laughs> then the, the Attack of the Titans wasn't there on a PC. You think that that's a rip-off, the, the game. The guy that made it is called Caspian Prince. So he's ripped his name off of a bloody uh, Lion, Witch in the Wardrobe story. It's just a massive rip-off. Like he's the Velcro kid. Um, did anyone venture into the Alien Isolation queue? Yeah, oh. Dean did. Well, he's not here, is he? It's not any use. No, but he told me everything about it, and I spoke to a few other people about it, and I've spoken to somebody who's working on the game as well, who gave me a bit of information that is, is privy to me and me only, but I'm going to mention it anyway. Um, so, the game's yes, been cancelled. No, Move he, along. 
Dean went in and played it. He said uh, it was good. Uh, it was scary and needed to be scary. But he had concerns as to how that would stretch out for a full-length game, which makes every bit of sense. So everyone I spoke to who played it said, yeah, it was great. It's, there was bits that it scared everybody, but you do kind of think how much of that game is going to be reliant on cheap scares as opposed to genuine good gameplay. Anyway, long story short, I had the opportunity to just ask a couple of questions to somebody who's working on the game off the record. And the one question I asked that I really wanted answering, and I'm sure they won't mind, uh, was how are they going to sustain the game for an entire duration? Because it's being pitched as no weapons, one alien, you can't fight it, you can't beat it, you just got to get through the game. And they said... That's a um, slight misunderstanding. There is going to be combat le- elements to the game. So you will have melee combat. And he said the closest thing that they can really think to kind of compare it to is condemned in the fact that you could pick up a lot of objects and use them to defend yourself and attack with, which that would work really well because condemned was proper scary as well. So, yeah, um, I'm reserving judgment on that. That's from Creative Assembly, who... Uh, we found out that Jay works for, but hasn't told anybody. Hmm. So, uh, <laughs> I don't even remember why, but there was a good reason at the time. He, um, on the forum, somebody said about the game, and he put a line from the film, which was, "I work, I'm, I come from the, I work for the company." And then uh, the person who kind of was talking, was like, "Wow, I love Creative Assembly," and he never said he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he just let them think that he works for a games company. Yeah, and then fine. we thought. Then we thought maybe he does. Yeah. Maybe that's why he's so keen on doing a, po- a, a site for a podcast. Exactly. Um, then we saw a game that made Anna angry. Um, Cloud built, I think this was called. This was the one what? that you quite loudly, right behind the people who'd made it, shouted, "That's just the templates off of the Unreal Engine." But it was. <laughs> <laughs> They've just taken the standard character and the standard guns and the standard yes. backgrounds. So why haven't we done that? If we can just take the standard stuff that's in Unreal, why, can I, why don't we make a game? There's a reason I'm uh, looking at the Unreal Engine, Kev. Oh, okay. Is there a lot of stuff like this? Tell me about the Unreal Engine, Anna. Person, the only person around the table who's used it. Oh, I will. Let me pause. What about it? Has it got loads of stuff like this, or have they basically bled that baby dry now they've done it? From when I used it, there was loads of things. Like so that. we can do the next one down on the list and make our version. Probably. Brilliant. I'm, I'm hoping that when I get on there tomorrow, it'll just have a zombie template, and I just like bang. Okay, I don't need the uh, the ideas I'm doing. I'll uh, I can release it now. It's done. Made in an afternoon. Brilliant. I think that's what they did. Mm-hmm. Um, the game you were most excited about going into it. I am still talking to you, person who's unpaused. You were very excited about the prospect of seeing murdered soul suspect. You had a little look. What did I'd you think? Look. Just looked like the trailer. <laughs> it looked a bit, I don't know, boring. L.A. Yeah. Noir-ish, maybe. It's like it's ripped it's off like, Ghostwriter. It's like L.A. Noir slash with Beyond. I haven't seen that. Yeah. It was, I don't know. No, it but it was like, program. you were doing something, it was like the words would be floating, and like if you're trying to get Answers the ghost is one. writing those words. That's yeah. ghost writer. He's saying like, "This is how you spell the letter conundrum," and 
Yeah, I just, really have no idea. Sheepdog's just never. laughing to himself about his little children's TV reference that no one else gets. I've never seen it, so I won't know. What but... I'm liking is that there's a letter called Conundrum. <laughs> Did I say letter? I mean, yeah, yeah the 27th letter. They probably got that off the, uh, off the back of a corner shop. Um, but yeah, it, it kind of looked okay. I, it was, I was a little disappointed that it didn't wow me. Were you? What did you expect, though? I don't know. It's just, I was a bit tra- excited the, by it. I'd seen a trailer yeah, ages and ages ago. I thought, oh, really good. But it was just too... I don't... The thing is, I don't like when people... Like, at Eurogame, when people line up, I can deal with that. I don't like it when everyone's standing right behind you. It, it just annoys me, so I didn't play it. But otherwise, I would have. We did stand like, behind some people, they? Did yeah, they, but didn't I we? just... I don't... I'd prefer them to be away from me so I could play it on my own. Not, oh, no. Saying that, it is worth mentioning that it had a lot more space than Eurogame in London, and I did enjoy being there more. Yeah, I think they should move Eurogamer up there because just the fact that there's a Weatherspoon spitting distance away that we could just go and Imagine sit in a beer garden uh, was brilliant. Packed that video, Eurogamer. I don't know, Reds was pretty busy. Yeah, but that Weatherspoon is a beat. It's going to be like four times the size of the, the venue. Well, there's probably more pubs at the NEC. I imagine that's not the only one. That was just the nearest one. I'll yeah. allow it then. Yeah. I just, I just like one. the fact... Gamers have another. Yeah. I just, I, I just like the fact that it was open and airy and it wasn't too sweaty and pungent. And it was next to a lake rather than a busy road. With geese on it. Yeah. It's the X Factor reunion tour. Oh, we haven't mentioned the X Factor. There. <laughs> we were so excited thinking we'd stumbled across the X Factor auditions. We were going there to go and laugh at the sob stories. <laughs> and it was a bloody winner's tour nonsense. And then he had an argument with yeah. one of the people. It was the most, I was thinking this argument was so bizarre because a bloke went, would you like to buy some merchandise? I don't know where they are. He went, you, you've just been to see them. <laughs> and I went, no, I haven't. And he went, all right, sheepdog. And I just thought, how does he know my name? <laughs> And then walked away, so confused, realising it was on the back of my shirt, obviously. But um, I think we both were just confused by the whole conversation. Did he say your name? Yeah, he went, all right, sheepdog, whatever. <laughs> and I just thought, I don't understand. I think we were both just confused because we took each other <laughs> off guard. Don't and argue I, with strangers. Yeah, and they weren't official merchandise sellers either. Yeah, they, were just they were real. It was like, you know when you go to Spain and there's people selling T-shirts and sunglasses by the bars... They were just them, but in Britain. I bought felt tip pens of a man mm. like that. The, <laughs> they, must, they were probably the same guys who were at Peter Station the next morning selling flags and scarves before Wembley. Was there anybody selling mustard? There was someone putting mustard in every photograph he took. <laughs> I took three I sh- jars I sh- of mustard. I panicked, my brother really panicked me on the way into Wembley. Cause he said, you realise they're not going to let you in with three jars <laughs> of mustard? And they searched my bag um, and they didn't find the mustard. It was sort of wrapped up in a coat and they never found it. But yeah. Good point. I've got three glass bottles here. They're not going to let me. They, the girls had a bottle of water that they took the lids off and made them pour it out into a cup so they could carry around. I'm there, three jars of mustard in my bag. You taught my five-year-old to say, no, not the mustard. <laughs> <laughs> she was well against it. Yeah. We did scare someone off the train with it, though. That was brilliant. The yeah, train was very, very busy on the way down and um, it pulled into St. Neat Station and a couple of people came up to the door trying to get on and Sheepdog glared while I had the squirting mustard in my hand just s- sort of signalled for him to move along to the next door with my squirty mustard ready. And they did and we got a cheer and we were train legends. We were train legends. And I, I managed to upset a barmaid at uh, Weatherspoons with mustard, didn't I? She was disgusted. 
by what I did. Don't remember. You drank it. Oh, yeah, you drank the mustard. Yeah, Bouncy did something disgusting. No one's surprised anymore. Well, I didn't want to. You made me do it. <laughs> you shouldn't let me know what your weakness is because I will exploit yeah. it repeatedly. I know, you will do. But, yeah, so basically we had one of the jars of mustard was about a year out of date and uh, Kev manipulated my weakness to make me drink it for a straw. <laughs> and and uh, there, is, there is a vine out there where basically my forehead reacted quicker than my mouth. <laughs> Which I can only assume was how much alcohol I'd had. I numbed all the taste buds, but my brain was like, <laughs> all the rest of me, which is hysterical. And I balanced mustard on my head at one point, and I balanced a pint, a bo- pint on top of a bottle, and gave Anna a heart attack, which was rather funny. That's but... because you were balancing beer, like oh, three well, glasses yeah, high, while like... on the table in front of us, there was two DSs, a MacBook, two iPhones... Probably some other stuff I've forgotten. Oh, I'm really good at Matt balancing Buck. things. Yeah. Yeah, but you were also drunk. Yeah, and we had like two grand's worth of tech. Even my little DS message I sent you was just sober up with a sad face. <laughs> my little DS avatar was just sadly telling you to s- just stop. Stop drinking. Yeah. Anyone else remember anything from Res that is worthy of conversation? Or should we move on? We did end up just kind of taking pictures of every Twitter account we saw. and They all follow me back though now. Yeah. I'll sit and go through a couple of extras that I haven't followed yet. I remembered emailing this one, um, I forgot what it's called now, Tiny something. Penis. Um, and just saying, Tiny Keep, I think it was, something like that, saying I was going to come and look at it. I came and looked at it, but there were people on it, and we ended up walking away, but I sort of saw enough of it to get an idea of what it was like. But they emailed going, you didn't come by, did you? I don't think you did. We're not going to send out a review copy yet. We'll do it in a few weeks and all this sort of stuff. But I need to reply and say, oh, I did come by, but I wasn't sure which one was you. And there were people on the game, and I was felt me embarrassed. I didn't know who was who, so I walked off. But yeah, nice. pans it out a little bit there. Feels a bit weird saying this so far into the show, but you've been playing this week, Sheepdog. Um, the only real game I've played that is worth talking about is Explodermon. I mentioned I was going to play it last week. I got a review copy of it. Never heard of it. Um, it's basically a platformer game where you play the unstable, um, I think it's like a robo-man type thing called Explodermon. Um, he's basically like a defective hero. All their all their decent heroes have been killed and used up, and the, the city that he lives in, or the world that he lives in, is basically under attack by Absorbermon, which is an evil man robot thing. Um, Explodermon's power is to kind of you jump and then you make him explode, and he, he jumps higher. He can explode through walls. He can explode our objects, unlocks you know new ways to. Oh, you get told new ways to do things with his exploding powers as you go along. Um, it seems decent. I haven't tried it with a controller. I was playing it on the keyboard and Ugh. using the buttons on the keyboard, and it was a bit awkward, I found. But surely, if you're making a platform game like that, it's got to have controller support, I'd assume. Um, I was just having a quick look a minute ago to see whether it had. But um, if it is just on keyboard, I find it a bit too clunky. I wasn't. I was getting a bit annoyed Um buy it i'd rather try it on controller um but i just the story wasn't all that strong with it it's not i'm not saying it's a bad game i think people would probably like it more i wasn't particularly in the best of moods while playing it does have controller support i've just found um you know i wasn't really sort of there thinking this is amazing i'm enjoying it i was just kind of getting on with it thinking okay i've been sent it i need to review it um it seems to have got quite moderate scores online from other people and it seems to be quite happy. Apparently, had a really long-winded um, 
creation process, lots of problems, lots of issues to face, lots of setbacks and whatnot. And now they've finally released it. And I'm just kind of thinking, it, it seems okay. Um, it's worth a go, but I don't, I don't know. What's, I'm going to have to check what sort of price it is on Steam at the moment because I wouldn't really pay more than a couple of quid for it, I think. Um, have you played it at all, Bouncy? Or? No, I'm aware of it, but I've not got around to it yet. Do a quick look for its price because I'm just thinking it. I wouldn't pay much for it personally. Um, can't even find where the price would be on Steam. But that is basically it for me. Um, I played that. I played other stuff that I've already talked about before. I haven't really got anything important to say about them. You I'm, never have anything important to say. I'm not going to come back in five minutes. Go. Oh, actually, I did play something else. Yes, you will because um, I've just been busy. Anna, mm-hmm. before Bouncy gets into his flow. I am desperate to hear about Goat Simulator. I've deliberately not really asked you anything about it because this is one of two new games you've bought this week and it's one that by far interests me the most. Tell me about Goat Simulator. Goat. Yeah. And it can destroy everything. It's mental. I was kind of half watching (laughs) you play it yesterday and you just shrieked with joy going, look, he's licking a car. (laughs) It's just so funny. There's like... I don't know how big the area is, but there's like an anti-gravity um, factory thing. And in there you just bounce around and just lick everything. <laughs> there you go. They should is put it, that review on the really box. <laughs> there's an anti-gravity room and in there you can bounce around and lick everything. <laughs> you did. I blew up um, a petrol station and like it come up with like an achievement like Michael Bay. Because it was just the massive... All I did was headbutt the... Um, pump. The pump thing, yeah. And it, <laughs> everything just went to shit. It was mental. Nice. Yeah. So it's just about wandering about and licking things. Do goats lick things. stuff? I didn't know goats were licky creatures. <laughs> but um, oh, the people who made it, they've put their own studio in there. So you can go into the thing and wreck it. Is that where you went in and played Flappy Goat? They had a playable version of Flappy Goat within Goat Simulator. Like, the thing is, you know they've just thrown that together in the space yeah. of a month, and that's just genius that they've even thought to just pick up the latest fad, yeah. rub it in. It's brilliant. For, what was it, six quid? Yep. It's well worth getting just for the in-jokes. It's it's just mental. It's a goat that <laughs> licks everything and headbutts things. You have yeah. to go around and scare people. And you go there, you stand there, and I was like, I don't know how to do this. Basically, you put it into slow motion, like, make the bar noise, but he shrieks. He doesn't make... It's mental. So, yeah, I'd definitely get on it if you want something that you have to think about. I can't do the double um, backflip, though. can't pick Not many out. goats can. <laughs> <laughs> I can't figure that out. I'm there with the key bindings thinking, how do I do this? And I still can't figure it out. So. So I might. I will have to have a go. Now I'm off school for a couple of weeks. I'm, I'm going to catch up on some of these games I've been missing out on. At the top of my list, I need to have a go on Game Simulator. Game Simulator. Goat Simulator. There we go. I got there in the end. And um, what about Elder Scrolls Online then? Because you've had the early access code. That you know when you go to Wembley for the day, Sheepdog. You familiar with times you've done that? Yeah. If your good lady was to stay at home, and she sat there on a computer at home. Yep. Um, and you're wandering around outside Wembley, which one of those two people do you think should be the one looking for an early access code to Elder Scrolls <laughs> on the internet? Obviously the Wembley one. Yeah. I couldn't find anywhere that was selling the Imperial Edition of five days free access. Uh, Despite access. the fact you were there with a computer 
on <laughs> fibre optic broadband and I was on my phone. Yeah, but you have like contacts. You have friends. You what? could have found me one. You I did. And do you know what I did? I sent Bouncy a text message. Yeah, by the time you did that, I'd already bought the other one. I had to wait two days. Yeah, that's the other thing. You, I actually tried to do it. I sent Bouncy a text, and you immediately came back. I bought it now anyway. But you no, gave me about no, twenty seconds. No, I gave you about twenty minutes. Mm, it's not my still fault. Not you're very in long, it. is it? You're a bit impatient. <laughs> yes, I am. He had a nice day out. I was stuck at home with the child. My child. And your brother. <laughs> and I'm your a... brother has taught him a new trick, hasn't he? Oh my God, my Down in points. No, it's worse than that. He, you, we can tell that while we were at rest on Saturday, our brother was sat there playing FIFA all day because little and now, any time he doesn't like anything, just goes, fuck's sake! <laughs> it's not funny. It is funny. It isn't. <laughs> I was so, I was mortified on Sunday because, like, he went for a bath and it's like, I go, he goes, okay, bath, but then he wants Louis, my brother, to play FIFA. So I'm fine. I was like, come on, you need to play FIFA. And he's there and he's just saying that constantly. And I was mortified. My brother's like, I ain't doing that. I'm like, you're the only one that's been here. <laughs> what a shot. FIFA's on and he spots the correlation <laughs> and just starts saying it. So, yeah, he's saying that to me. Oh, How do you get that out of him? Beating him repeatedly. <laughs> I don't know. I do, we just tell him. We no, don't play like, FIFA You've around seen him, him yesterday, didn't you? You've seen him. Oh, I gave it. him the full-on teacher glare. <laughs> he almost. He looked like he was going to cry from one look when he said it to me. I gave him the proper <laughs> death stare. You at least didn't shout him because he doesn't know that mm, it's a bad. He knows word. now. Yeah, he knows it's not good to say, but he doesn't understand that it's. It's bad I thought it was going to crack his skull with a stare. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I was doing your hitting him again. No, thank you. All day as well on Saturday. <laughs> because you told me it was for your sons. It was just in my head. You got it in my head again. No, thank you. <laughs> so, Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. Right, so I, I got it on... When was three days ago? <laughs> I haven't slept. <laughs> when I'm, was three I'm days so ago? Tired. <laughs> All <laughs> she's done is play it since she got it. When, it Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday? Yeah. It was one of her days. Yeah, I've just been going through it. I've picked something. I was like, I want to be an archer. Right. But then I went online, on like the internet and seen if you were a sorcerer, you could have a pet. And I like having pets because I play in Guild War. I don't know where this pet is. Everyone else has got it. I can't find it. I'm awful. Did you go to the pet shop? There's not a pet shop, though. Probably is a pet shop. I ain't found In Skyrim, shop. there's a shop for everything. I ain't found one. Uh, have you wandered around a village? It checks your yeah. handbag. It might be one of those little pets. That's it, I've got handbag. one. I've already got one. Mm. Perhaps your pet lives in your phone. Oh, no. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> but got one. There you go, Mr. Game Developer. Get that as a feature. I want a pet that lives in my phone in real life that I can take to work with me. Sure, and, then, and then him talk to the game for me. It's basically Skyrim with people. Um, Skyrim had people in it. Not yeah, but not people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Skyrim, Skyrim with, with dragons. With other people around the world being able to be in there. So if you're like fighting over there, they can come out if they want. From what I played, and it has only been an hour in the beta. When? Like three months ago when we weren't allowed to talk about it. Um, it was Skyrim without the really good story, but with extra John Cleese. Oh no, there is a there's a whole story in it. I think I've been told it's very linear. But as you walk, say you're going from here to over there, 
in that in that space, there's about twenty different like side mm. missions that you can go off. And I do. just felt a little bit like this should be brilliant if it weren't for all these other people getting I, in my way and spoiling I, my fun. I don't mind that. Mm. I like people helping me. And then today I broke it. You did break I it. I just I broke it. I got it. several text messages asking me to fix it. <laughs> Which obviously <laughs> I couldn't do from work. I don't. All I did, right, I was in, on this island bit and there was lava all around me. I thought, oh, there's a bridge over there. I need to go over there. I walked over to the bridge, about to jump. I didn't even jump. I was about to and I was flung into the air. I went up to, like, the atmosphere and then I just stayed there and she was going, ah, ah and she was flapping her arms up and she wouldn't move. <laughs> you stayed up there for about six hours, didn't yeah, you? Yes, so I just thought another one because I was like, I can't not see. It's like launch day. That she over there is doing that. I need to start again, yeah, so I started as an archer, and now I'm mm. not archer. I've just moved all my explorer pack over into the bank, so I can use it in this one. Yes. <laughs> but apparently, it was easier fixed. You just press. It. I imagine slash stuck is probably a fairly common thing. I don't know what that was. Well, I've never played an MMO, you. so I wouldn't. Well, I've, I've never played an MMO. I've played an hour of World of Warcraft, an hour of Elder Scrolls Online. That's my MMO experience. Well, yeah, it's very pretty and good. Nice. People have horses. I don't have a horse. I've decided I'm waiting for the console version, I think. Oh, I'll buy it then as well. And I've also found that you don't have to play the tutorial every time you make a character. That is so much. Because that's annoying. It's just the same thing. Like, but yeah, that's it. Bouncy, tell us about your week, little fella. Well, <clears throat> I've had a very, very interesting week because obviously, as we've discussed, um, borderline alcoholism. And, talking uh, about, I usually reach for a bottle of whiskey when you start talking, but it's gone. Where is my whiskey? Here. I have it. Thank you. I drank it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, so basically, Sheepdog really didn't let up whole day he, d- he did at the end of the day and i'm not going to kind of get to because obviously you know we all have personas to control but stood outside my house i remembered exactly why i like doing a show with you guys because you were like proper mate you mates you were like we should we should we should play online we should do some stuff they didn't do anything hey, we were full of shit they, they, we? they promised it but <laughs> I, I shut the door behind myself at night and i thought oh i like them they're 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 all right so uh and there's Steve too. Week, He's there yeah. with them. Oh, you know. So I thought, well, let's let's have a good week. Let's try and do the very best I can. Play some games. Launch with Lollipop <laughs> onto iTunes. And just go for it. So I get in. Like, oh, brilliant. There's been a review for Weird Lollipop. Like that <laughs> night too. Um, just the one review at the time. And loaded it up. And Mature Gamer X fan yeah. said, awful was the subject line. Then the review said, just awful. <laughs> and so to be I, honest, I don't think I can put it better myself. So I filmed a vine. It was just a review with a holocaust. Ooh. And just the review. And then my little sad face. But didn't let it bother me. Uh, carried on. The show in the end. Didn't let it out. bother you. You've gone on about that all week. <laughs> because it's material. At the end of the day, anybody who's going to call himself a mature gamer X fan, firstly... What a moron. I mean, you know, that's that's just... If you're going to review something... I like, assume they mean Mature Gamer Extreme Fan, <laughs> but couldn't fit that into their they're username. The same, they're the same one that used to review this show negatively just for the sake of it and complain that we were bits and pieces. And, I don't, you know, they obviously thought, well, there's an opportunity to have a go at them again. 
Only at least now we know who he was targeting. Yeah, well, of course, it wasn't Feel better. Okay. Show, and it isn't the Mature Gamer Show. Um, it's it's different and exactly. it's separate. We have quality and, control. Exactly. And like I said to people who suggested that I'd jump the ship to to use Mature Gamer to, to be famous. Well, if I wanted to be famous, sir, I wouldn't go to a podcast that only gets 60 episodes downloads a week, would I? I'd stay on the one that was getting hundreds and thousands. You moron. So, yeah, as I said, on Weird Articles, which you probably won't listen to, this is aimed at the ex-liver person who says that they like my sections on this show. You got awarded, yeah. So, Ramsey, we are listening. That sounds like it. To each other, <laughs> admittedly. Um, yeah, triple X, liver X, X, X. Who basically um, said he likes my bits on this show, but didn't like Holocaust. Well, you know what? I don't care if you like the bits on this show. I don't want you listening to this show. I read his review of this show and he, uh, he or she was lovely. Um, what a nice person. Um, well, there's no need to sit there and go across and go, well, I'm going to try this thing that's different to that show. And it's so different that I'm going to accuse the person who's, who's spent some time with good people who've actually put a lot more work into it than I have, frankly. I just rock up, do some talking, and then Hamhock and Dalek do the legwork. And they work really hard on something, and then they're just basically dismissed as some subsidiary of mature gamer that's yeah. like some melting pot for the shit and the crap of lifestyle, which really offended me. I, I did just thought, a tweet what, out to try and say, disrespectful. Uh, you know, get in contact and just, oh, I'll explain that it's nothing to do with us. That came before yeah. we did. So, on this note, though, if at any point later in the show you feel that someone is trying to spin off from his mature <laughs> gamer fame and you feel that. <laughs> Not naming any names. Um, we are actually inviting criticism this time. So although Bounty's had his nose put out of joint by it, um, I am going to be asking for the harshest of harsh criticism. Oh, I'm getting it. I've been just reading on the forum. People are getting involved, which is great. I've had some really good criticisms. But no names. Bouncy, carry on. Yeah. So, so ultimately, you know, if, if, you, if you think you like the bits on this and you don't like the other one, that's fine. You don't have to. I'm not asking you to. Don't write a bloody review, though, all right? It just makes you look like a moron, especially when your spelling and grammar is terrible. And uh, if you wonder what I said about you on, on Weird Holocaust, you'll never find out because you're not going to listen to it unless you're a hypocrite. And that would suggest that you're from Argentina. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it got into the top 30 of comedy. It's on New and Noteworthy, thanks to Sheepdog's advice on how to get it there. And uh, it's now getting the recognition that Dalek and Hock really deserve because they really do put a lot of work into it. And I don't do much. I just join up i did the first two recordings while drunk which is no surprise i'm drunk tonight but um, oh you promised you weren't gonna drink i have to do a bit of a podcast i have to uh, as i said to dean at the show i feel a little bit obliged to to be on form when performing and i'm a bit miserable so only a little bit i only had two cans of pear cider tonight which is nowhere near as bad so while i was at rest i thought i'd try a new app that somebody suggested to me to get me into the dating game and I thought, well, I don't really want to Brandon. go dating. And they said, well, try it. It's called Tinder. Now, I don't know if any of you have heard of this Tinder. It's a bit like Grinder, that kind of thing. Only it was built in America for university students who, on the, upon starting university, it syncs up with Facebook. And then it will show you within the vicinity of you, people who share, have liked the same things and you may have mutual friends with. And the idea is you can then meet people at university where you've got something in common and it gets that <clears> awkward <throat> first few weeks out of the way. So you don't just have to walk over and say, you look like a Steve. Um, you can mm-hmm. just get on with your life without having to change of his name. And he said, that would be ideal for you. 
you could just use that for dating. Instead, I thought that'd be ideal for me. I could just see who's on it while at res to just say, hello, I'm wearing a shirt and tie. If you see me, just come and say hello. Uh, but I couldn't get anybody Wi-Fi the whole time I was there. So I didn't think any more of it. Came back. I keep getting messages from people locally because uh, you have to basically, you like them and they like you and that'll open up a chat box between you so you just have a chat, which is a good idea. One of my friends has just gone through and just gone yes to every single person in a 50 kilometer radius. <laughs> So people keep going, oh, hello, thanks for liking me. How are you? I'm like, oh, I don't really like you. <laughs> but let's have a conversation anyway, because I do like having a chat. I like having a chat. Um, and it is a really good app. I do really like it. I mean, if you are the sort of person, I would say, if you're between 20 and 25, it's a perfect app for you to be with people. Because it seems to be there's sort of people on there. And then there's me with a beard saying, oh, I once had a Blue Peter presenter on the lap. Um, just trying to subvert the whole thing. So I'm doing it as to meet people who actually have shared interest to help promote podcasts and websites and things. Uh, but yeah, at so the risk of sounding like John at this point and going a bit bits and PCs, I was just catching up on what Sheepdog was saying about the forum. What on earth are you talking about? Just give me the name of what you're talking about at the moment. Tinder. Tinder, thank you. That's what I thought it was. I just needed yeah. to check. Continue. That's fine. Uh, so yeah, so I was playing on that. And then I was talking to my housemate about it. And she said, oh, wish you had a game on there for me. Now she's a maths teacher. Uh, she's bit prim and proper she's the sort of thing that if you'd be a math teacher no matter what decade she was born in we don't really know what decade she was born in um so i said we'll try 2048 because obviously it is better than three she's a math teacher she'll like it um two and a half hours later she said what's the time i said quarter past one she went oh god i've got marking to do and i said well you're the one who spent nearly three hours with my ipad and i've been over in the corner over here having to read an actual book. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, your fault for starting me on it. This is why I don't play these games. This is why I'm not allowed to play Candy Crush anymore. And I said, if you'd have told me this is what you're like, I wouldn't put it anywhere near you. I'd have just given you a Sudoku puzzle and left you in a corner with the hot water bottle. <laughs> but she really, I mean, she really hammered it. Like, got through, she got to um, 1,024. She was so close to getting... The twenty forty eight, which I'd never, I'm not seen anybody do. And that would have gone in your name, eh, little fella. It would have been in my name, but yeah. So she based an hours. So now I've got a really big high score to try and beat while she's away for three weeks. So I should be playing that quite a lot. I still really like it. I, I don't get why people play threes in comparison to this. This is just simpler. It's it's cleaner design, and uh, it's open to a lot of really cool. Kind of versions of it. There's Dogue versions of it. There's Tom Hiddleston versions of it. There's Doctor Who versions of it. I've still got to get around to making a mature game of one of it. Um, but yeah, it's just just splendid. So playing quite a lot of that. Then last week, and they did Thief and Tomb Raider on half price on the Xbox consoles. So I bought Tomb Raider and Thief for the Xbox One. And of those games and Call of Duty and all those, what do you think I played this week? Quite a lot. Tomb Raider. Yeah, because it's a magnificent game. And I went back to it, and it was like hugging an old friend. I, I forgot how much I really loved Tomb Raider. It was just brilliant. And it's so pretty on the Xbox One, and it uses Kinect in ways that I'm so pleased of. So, for example, when you're climbing up a, a rock face, you'd normally be moving, but you then have to move the right thumbstick to move the camera around. Right? Mm. What do most people do when they kind of get into a game while they're holding a controller, what, what would their body do? Slump into a beanbag. 
<laughs> well, no, you'd lean, wouldn't you? Like a little bit, like peep. Yeah, like people just move a little bit. Don't mm-hmm. around. When you move, the camera moves with you. It tracks awesome. you and you can like look around corners. Balls are supposed to do move. that as well, I think. But this isn't just your head. This is like just the upper half of your body. So if you lean slightly, the camera shifts around one way. And that's brilliant because I haven't got to run around with the controls. Um, you can just say uh, bow and it will change the weapon to the bow immediately. Quicker than I can hit. <laughs> Surely it should have said selector. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but no. So I played it through. The Tress Effects hair is in is in there, which <laughs> looks brilliant. But it did confuse me a bit because when she was, you know, at the beginning, and it's not a spoiler. But at the beginning, she gets kidnapped, don't she, and hung up upside down in that cave, right at the very, very beginning. Mm-hmm. Adjust the swing, don't she, to get free. Mm-hmm. Um, the hair wasn't all hanging down, and I thought, how's that working? I don't. I don't Gel. That's <laughs> a really it. powerful hairspray. It must have been, but then her ponytail was all over the place and all over her face, so... Well, you don't gel um, a ponytail, do you? You just gel the other hair to your head so you look like you're from some kind of... She had, she had been in the sea at that point as well, so I suppose it could have been damp. But either way. Uh, but other than I that, deliberately that stopped good. talking there to make it sound like I had to edit out what I said when I said some kind of... Making it seem like I said something hideous that then got edited out. Edited out. See what I did uh, there? Do you like that? Did it, not really. <laughs> <laughs> and that file that you edited out that we're now going to pretend you didn't really say at all, yeah. um, that'll be listenable in the weird lot, of course, because it fit in lovely there. Um, but yeah, so the other thing that's weird about it, you, you have, because it's the complete edition or the definitive edition, you know, you get you can unlock different outfits while playing the game. You unlock all of those at the first camp. And I was like, oh, so I've changed into a less revealing outfit. You've done they, what? Yeah. And I just thought, ah, there you go, Lara Croft. You've lost your cleavage. Now what are you going to do? You're just Playing the whole game in a hazmat suit. Character. Um, but yeah, no, just really, really, I love games with bow and arrows. Um, so that's, that is the best game with bow and arrow, as far as I'm concerned. And yeah, I'm just playing through on medium difficulty, which is a bit of a challenge. I, I don't like to be very stealthy, and you do die very quickly. But yeah, just oh, spent probably six hours on it this week, which for a game is quite a lot for me at the moment. And just a joy. Just a joy. Lighting in it is so good. Uh, it's, I know now why people who had it on the PC were lording it up above Xbox owners because it is hugely prettier. Um, so, yeah, if you were on the fence, you see it cheap and you haven't played it, definitely get it. If you have played it, you really liked it, sell your old one and get this one because it's better. Um, so, yeah, I didn't play Thief in the end because Anna put me off playing it. <laughs> but I am going to. Uh, interestingly, that week, loads of people came into the shop and were talking about it because they'd bought it. Uh, I'd sent out a message to some of the customers who have Xbox Ones. I was like, just so you know, they're in there. If you need the Xbox Live credit, we can do it for you over the internet. And so a few of them bought it. I came back and they went, I don't understand why there's so many draws. Why are there so <laughs> many draws? It's like gone home, but with combat. And I just thought, brilliant. That's going on the box when I <laughs> make my own version up. Uh, but he said, there's draws. But all the valuables seem to be on top of boxes and barrels. Yeah. Hardly ever find anything in a drawer. Wouldn't it have been so much to just have a pen in a drawer or like something? But no, it just, he spent ages. He said he went in one room and opened every drawer and there wasn't a single thing in the mm-hmm. entire room. And he just thought, what a waste of time. And I said, yeah, but that would be what thieves do. If there's other thieves about, they might have nicked it all. But he went, no, it's just pointless. It's just drawers. It wasn't even a drawer full of old keys and batteries. So 
Yeah, the drawers, all the drawers are empty. There's nothing else in them. It's, if, if there's treasure in them, it's got treasure, but there is nothing else in the drawers. It's weird. Why, <laughs> if you were a cabinet maker at that time, that takes a lot of extra wooden work. <laughs> I wouldn't have bothered. I'd have just gone, you know what? There's a thief about it by safe. <laughs> and then this, just have a table. It will do exactly the same thing as what you're doing because you're just standing everything on top of it and not using the drawers. That's frankly a waste. I've I've had 150 years my family have been making cabinets. <laughs> and you don't use the drawers. I'm just going to take your drawers away. It's just mental. So yeah, you're going to be feeling like a rat mug when the plot hole the plot is revealed later on. Why they're all empty? I doubt. It's <laughs> a thief in the city, so they're all keeping their valuables hidden in plain sight, so nobody breaks the drawer handles. Um, but yeah, so then I've played some Peggle Two. I finished the kind of all the main missions on Peggle 2, which was... You invited me to watch you play it live on Twitch, yeah. and then there was wow. no video. This is where I get to it. Well, the Twitch video was to try the archiving, because, as I said before, the Xbox was the first one to have archived video feeds, but everyone I'd done hadn't archived. I went through all the settings on the Xbox One, nothing on it. Everything was share video. Yes, that's fine. Everything's fine. You only have to go onto the actual Twitch website to allow archiving... What a stupid thing that is. Mm-hmm. Mine then, already allows archiving. Mine would have just worked straight away. Worked straight away, but I hadn't set it up online. I just literally quickly joined the profile, you signed in with Facebook, and then went back to the Xbox. It never, at no point did I think, oh, I'd better make sure that all the settings are correct on this end before I try and do it for that end. So I played a game of Forza 5 with, um, you remember Smiler, one of the three who made it through the 24-hour show, Wool, the Scottish guy? Mm-hmm. Um, he he joined in and watched it and as a result of watching Twitch he said I think I should get an Xbox One and I said he should and then today he bought one <laughs> and a copy of Forza so he can uh, join in but yeah so it's him and uh, oh god what was his name Gubbins I think his name was uh, Gubbins 60, 69 or 67 user, so. yeah he um, they, they, they were two of the listeners who joined in and I played for about Probably half an hour doing a bit of a commentary, uh, made some confessions about my life, you know, like I want to do if I'm left alone talking long enough. And uh, then something incredible happened, and it wouldn't have been as incredible if I didn't have an audience. So, with Forza, as you'll know, the drivers act like mentalists because they're based on real people. Yes, we are. So, I um, and to be fair, Kev, most of those people who are watching did say, I just want to see Kev's drive tar take you out. That's what they were waiting for. It never happened. Uh, so I was driving around and I kept looking at the chat window while driving a Guiado at like 150 miles an hour. That's not a good strategy at all. So I start to spin out and as I spin across the road, a car clips my back end that sends me into a flat spin. And every time I started to slow down, another car would just smack my back end and keep me going. There was nothing I could do at all. Mm-hmm. Five cars, one after another, just get smacking in the back. So then I tried to accelerate out, but then started donating. I was just laughing my tits off. <laughs> so funny. And of course, they were watching it. There was only a 16-second delay as well, because I worked out how to... I'd put a timer on my iPad and said, right, say the word bone. Type the word bone, and it was like 10, 15 seconds, which is pretty good for a delay. I didn't mind that too much. Uh, but they were laughing. I was laughing. But then afterwards, it didn't archive, which I was really gutted, because I thought I'd have edited that down to that scene, and it would have been very amusing. Uh, so the Peggle was just a test where I played one challenge uh, and just to see if it recorded. And what I learned was 
you need to make sure you turn the game audio down in the settings because turning the volume down on the telly doesn't do the same thing. <laughs> I just thought they can hear the music because the telly's too loud. No, it plays in the game audio very loud. So uh, there's, there's a good one for you. If you're playing a very noisy game, um, don't keep the volume up loud if you're doing a commentary. Don't do a commentary, great. Crank it up. But the two are not good bedfellows. So, yeah, so Twitch was brilliant and i'm gonna do that every week now but most of them will be afternoons but then they'll be archived so people can catch up with them as and when they like uh there is some requests for me to play fifa against my housemate and twitch it live uh which she's well up for when she comes back from holiday because she wants to destroy me with an audience and uh metal gear as well people want to see me get cross with that because i'm i'm not getting on well with that at all I'm supposed it's... to lend that to someone weren't you i was and i totally forgot so uh yeah, I'll lend it to you on Tuesday when I see if you remind mm. me. Um, but yeah, so Twitch has been good. And then finally, this week, Tin Man Games, who I often mention, who make the game book apps for Android and iPad, have put Gary Chalk's Gun Dogs. Now, Gary Chalk did the illustrations for the Red Wall books. I don't know if any of you have read those. They were like fantasy books about like animals like otters and badgers and things. It's like Game of Thrones with badgers, basically. <laughs> and uh, he did all the illustrations for those. As well as, um, oh God, did he do Grail Quest? I think he did. No, he did um, Lone Wolf books as well. And uh, so he did all the illustrations for that. So he's done these illustrations for this book called Gun Dogs. And basically, you are an enemy of the state who would be executed. But instead, you have like this leather collar, which is a bit like those collars in Battle Royale that kills people. And you basically get sent on fatal missions. You have little chance of survival. And if you refuse, then you die. And if you do it, then you're likely to die anyway. And uh, But all in a combat-based game venture. And the dice rolling mechanic is great because you roll to attack and defend, which is rather splendid. So if you played the fighting fantasy ones and like those, um, it's highly recommended because it's bloody good. And they're showing off at PAX East next week. They're showing off their new fighting fantasy appointment with fear on a giant iPad, which is about five foot tall so i don't think it's actually an ipad it's just a giant touchscreen monitor but either way that's quite a cool gimmick to advertise something on the ipad isn't it just by making a giant one because you know that was the problem with the beta at res it was so small you couldn't really see it unless you were playing it they'd have had that on a giant screen you'd have been sorted and, yeah and that's and that's what i have been playing this week kevin this week I've played one game, one game only, and I've just tweeted a picture of it. If you'd like to uh, all consult my Twitter account, that's at Lelujo. Um Here's a couple of minutes ago, actually, because I thought Bounce had finished earlier than he had. Um, the only game I've played is called A Dark Room. Um, it's on iOS, um, and I got it because it was number one in the iOS games chat earlier in the week, and I read the description of it, and it's a text adventure, and I thought, well, hang on. I'm trying to make one of them at the moment. Let's have a look, see how this works. And it is the simplest game I have ever seen. And but it works quite well. It kept kept me entertained through two poos now. Two uh, what now? Two poos. Okay. What do you think I said? I don't know. That's why I yeah, two poos. Um and what you see on the screen there, um, if anyone wants to go and have a look on Twitter who is listening, I tweeted that on Friday evening at forty two minutes past ten. So you can see the picture. Um, that's about it. 
Um, you've got a couple of boxes on the screen. One says a silent forest. If you press that, you go back to the silent forest, which gives you a screen that looks the same as this. One says supplies, and that tells you how much wood you've got and how many badgers and stuff you've caught. One says visit builder. If you visit the builder, you can use your badger to make traps to use your wood to make traps to catch more badgers and stuff, or you can make a trolley to carry more wood in. And that little line that goes across the middle is just a little timer that that will time how long it takes your fire to go out. You might have to throw more wood on that. But from what I can gather so far, it is just a case of make... It's like Don't Starve, but without the graphics or the moving about. Um, you basically have to keep your fire going, make sure you've got enough wood, make sure you um, you don't do anything stupid. All the while, it kind of drip feeds tiny little bits of story to you as you go. Um, but it must have something about it because it got to the top of the chart and it's bizarre. I'm confused. I actually got it because I thought it was going to be an iOS version of that YouTube game from a couple of years ago. Um, oh, yeah. You're in a uh, dark room. Yeah. I thought, oh, they've amazing. done that as an iOS game. I'll get that. And that was the whole reason I got it. Um, but it's not that at all. It's something completely different. Um, but strangely entertaining-ish. Um, have you had a... This is a sort of weird thing. I expect you to be coming out with Bounce. Have you had a go on it? You know what? I, I was aware of it. But I, I think it only came out a couple of weeks ago, didn't it? Mm. Uh, I was aware of it a bit on the way out, but I didn't know it had launched. But I've now just bought it. So uh, I will be giving that a go. Well, I've now just clicked on it while you were talking. Yeah. So be careful, your fire will go out. Timer oh, no. starts. Oh, no. You launch straight into it. You don't get, there's no Light tutorials fire. in a dark room. You just slung straight into it. Stoke the fire, stoke the fire. Oh, stoking the fire. And don't, be careful, you're going to run out of wood. You, you haven't collected any wood yet, have you? Check your supplies. All right, the fire's roaring. Uh, yeah, but you're going to have no it, wood. It ain't going to be roaring for long, is it? Strangers, but, oh, no, what do I do? Uh, there you oh, go, see. Oh, God. But that's Why all of... I'll go out to the woods. He's going to the woods. Guess what you'll do in the woods. Well, He's I hope she's okay. Wood. have to keep the fire going. Yeah. Oh, God, there's so many woods. What have you started me off on? <laughs> <laughs> this is not... I mean, to be fair to the listeners... Uh, exactly as Kev described it is exactly what's happened down left hand side it's giving me like a live update of what's going on uh, the shape the stranger is really cold oh god I've got to go back go back oh no oh god. Oh, sing some wood there. on the fire man yeah I have done uh, she's the room's hot good back to the wood get wood get some more wood uh, then go back and then uh, oh she's it's she's calming down oh good okay yeah that's really good really like that <laughs> yeah there you yeah. go see oh sheepdog Ooh. get on it yeah, uh, it's called dark room a dark room. room. 69p. There you go. And that's, that's the best 69p I've ever had on tapping on a load of wood. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Cheap dog. Yes. Do you, uh, what, what's the procedure here? Do we just start handing you cash to stop you from talking? Is that the way this is going to work? Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't really know how to cover it. I'm actually, uh, I've got a lot of work to do. Sheepdog wants to make a game. I do. And um, I may have mentioned at the start of the show that we have some stuff to give away. And um, what we have to give away is some Diablo notebooks and some Rift pen drives. These two, well, these three different things are related. Um, Anna's looking so confused now. I don't know what they're... In a minute... Sheepdog is going to give us a brief synopsis of his idea for a game that he is 
looking at creating and he's looking for backers but I for. don't see why pen drives would have we're getting anything there. to do with We're getting there. In the car on the way home today, we were talking about his little Indiegogo thing that he was setting up. And I said to him, you know what you should do? You should, um, you should ask people on the forum to tear your idea to shreds before you put it on there. Because the last thing you want to do is put it on there and then we'll say, oh, yeah, I'll back it, Sheepdog, because they like old Sheepdog. Because with the best will in the world... If everyone on the forum stuck 20 quid in, you're not going to get anywhere near the amount of money you need mm-hmm. to make this game. So um, you put it on there, and they were all still nice to you. Oh, Kev gets involved <laughs> and says, look, seriously, rip him apart. Yeah, or I was going to make a to... damn fool of himself. Rip him apart. Um, and it seems to be starting, so yeah, perhaps my good. rewards that I've got lying around won't be necessary. But the rewards I've got there, with, these are from Game Keys now. They gave us two um, uh, um, res last weekend. Just the, and uh, on them, they give your codes so fast. Yeah. Friends they, of the show, isn't it? They are so, so fast. I bought um, six days of game time because um, when you put your game you know code you should have bought that from Bouncy's shop. I know. But I know, but the thing was, I was there and I was putting, I put in my code for Elder Scrolls, and then it's like, wait, what subscription do you want? I don't want any. I don't want to put my bank details in. It's like, come on, you need to pick one. And I couldn't pick one to continue. So it was like at the bottom, there was like an option to put in um, when you buy from the shop. So I just bought one from then. 20 seconds later, I bunged it in because they're not getting that easy. Nice. But yeah, just so. There we go. They're not getting my money unless I'm paid them by someone else. Um, well, no, I got it cheaper. So. But getting back to these toys to give away. Um, so there are. I'll tweet some pictures of them tomorrow morning if I remember when I'm putting the show together. We've got. Um, we've got a few Rift eight gig pen drives. We've got some Diablo um, notebooks. Um, what we're going to do is you've got a week for this, and Sheepdog is judging a competition. Mm. You are going to be. Critical. Not nasty, but constructive criticism. A couple of people have called me a bald twat already. I've told them to do that. Yeah. Um, but this time next week, he is going to decide who the 10 most constructive people were, and they get one of these items. So they'll get, so, uh, okay. get a notebook or get a pen drive um, for the most helpful comments. So anyone who's just saying, oh, yeah, I'll back you for a tennis sheepdog. No, that doesn't help. Uh, that would be lovely when he actually starts it that's a massive help give him the 10 of then that's great <laughs> but at this stage we need to well he needs to try and not make any mistakes because like we said exactly. like we said you're going to get one go at it aren't you you don't want to balls it up so I, I don't want everyone repeating I mean at the moment um, Vimes is out of an excellent update because he obviously backs a lot of well money. he's not he's, having any of this free stuff and he's, um, that was before the competition started <laughs> He sort of said to me, look, you know, you need to make a prototype. Um, the, the problem I've got with this at the moment is I can code and I, I've got the story all planned out and I know exactly what I'm doing and I know what I want it to look like and I can sit and do that. And I've got, but I've got no artistic flair at all. I sat there, I tried to hand draw some like characters and just get a general feel of it with a pen and paper. And, and if I, if I, I can sit there and I can. I've, I drew my daughter this lovely like lion that I just copied with a pencil and it looked awesome. I tried to get a picture of a zombie up and just copy that but do it slightly different. It looked diabolical. But it doesn't have um, to be pretty. I know. I know. I don't expect it to be perfect. I'm not. I know that no one's expecting me to put these 
bang on pictures on there that are basically the finished article. They're looking for a rough idea of what I'm aiming for it to look like. That's, you know, I get that, but I've tried and tried to try. Or it, even a so gameplay bad. prototype. Me and, yeah. me and Bounty were just talking off air. We're both making games in Twine at the moment. Why not just do a half hour sampler of how the story goes? Forgetting yeah. any of the, forgetting any of the actual gameplay action type stuff. Just show how your story works over a, 15, 20 minute period. The joy of Twine is you can just host them up on the internet, plug that straight into your Indiegogo and let people play 15 minutes of this is the kind of tone of my game. You don't, you're not going to be able to see it. The whole reason I need this is because I can't draw, I need the art. But this is the, this is the kind of game That's a genius idea, tone that? that you might come to expect. Yeah. Because that, that's something. Do that I could get? Set can I have? Do I choose if I get a notebook or a pen drive? <laughs> I'll see out because they might be more more oh, okay. uh, constructive people by the end of the week. But um, yeah, basically, I mean, I know what I want to make and how I want it to be, and I know that I need somebody to make the nice bits for it, the the artistic bits. Um, I've been looking at um, all the different options for software. Um, I mean, I know that all the indies at the moment are using Unity. I've looked at that several times i looked at that when i was making um megastan i don't know if i did i'm trying to think now was it around then yeah yeah i'm pretty sure i looked at it for megastan because i sat there for ages with a load of different softwares messing around with them and i don't know i just i, I don't got, feel I got, right I got a little it. man walking up and down a wall in unity earlier in the week i was quite happy with that it's, it seems really easy to use unity yeah i quite liked it i think what threw me was i was looking at making a map on there because from i've got another game idea that i'll wait with and it's another one that'd be even harder to make than this one i'm a bit over the top i think in my ambitions i mean the latest um feedback was kind of you're trying to run before you can walk and i'm thinking well thing is, I did so much faffing around with Megastan that, yeah, it was a crap game, but I did learn a lot from it. I want to make a proper game. I don't want to sit and fanny around with kind of making an app. I think your ideas for getting it together via a Twine idea are great. I I will do that. I think that's spot on. I'll do that, and it will really benefit me. Um, But I don't want to sit there and make other games I don't really care about. I want to get this one right, you know. So um, that's why I need the constructive criticism, because... Um, I, I'll work on it. Advice as well. I mean, it'd be really handy to kind of have people say, you need to sort this out. I can help you by giving you advice on how to do it. Oh, I know how to do that bit. I could talk you through something if you need it. Um, I was looking heavily around for what the best thing for me might be. Um, and I really like the look of, I'm not, I, I need to, this weekend I'm going to play, I'm planning on um, signing up and getting the first month of it. But I want to, I was looking at the Unreal 4 engine that it's, They've just updated it, basically, haven't they? And um, I think that's what I'm... It's a monthly subscription. It seems to be the kind of thing I'd want. It looks easier for me to understand. It looks more in tune with what I'd want to do than Unreal is. Unreal is not that dissimilar to it, but to me, it just looks... I can get to grips with that. The only downside is, obviously, it costs money to use, and they want a cut of what you make at the end. So it's kind of... They, they're making money out of it, but... To be fair, I'd I'd like to. Just I would get it also done. like a cut out of what is made at the end. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sort of looking at it and thinking I don't want to pay because that's it's an amazing piece of kit, so it should be awesome. Um, paying them at the end is not an issue. It's just kind of I'm looking at that and thinking I'll have to get it the first month, make sure that it is as good as I think it is. Um, it seems spot on. It's the thing I've decided I really want to get into using. Um, people have asked me a lot of questions about art style, story. Um, lots of different bits about the plot and I've kind of tried to steer clear of spoiling it obviously but I want to give a good idea of what I want to make 
Tell um, the boys and girls what the game is, because yeah. there are people who don't look on the websites, don't look on Twitter in the forum. So actually tell people what game you're yeah. wanting to make. Okay, so I roughly mentioned it the other week anyway. Um, the idea I had was that in every zombie film program and whatnot we ever watch, it's just zombies appear, they start trying to kill people, survivors spend time trying to survive, job done sort of thing. Um, if you look at The Walking Dead, they've just been travelling around, sort of waiting until they're going to get killed. Um, you know, people like Rick are obviously just fighting off the zombies. If they see zombies, they just kill them. Um, job done. I was, I've been thinking for a while about this, being a big Walking Dead fan, comics, and everything else. There must, you know, there should be more to it. They need to be, be explaining why the zombies exist. Everyone thinks like viral outbreak, this, that, and the other. And then I started thinking of ideas of what could explain it. And I come up with what if they're trying to save the human race? What if zombies are actually the heroes trying to save humanity from um, just some, some sort of problem? So then I worked on it further and decided what if, you know, when a zombie dies, or when a person dies, sorry, they're dead for what? Like, I think the rule is something like eight minutes, isn't it? Usually roughly like just about 10 minutes, their body's there, they're dead. And then they, they reanimate. So in my story, what's happening in that process is you die and using like common themes of the afterlife, you know, you go, you go to heaven, you kind of at the gates of heaven, they talk about whether you've been good or bad, let you in and whatnot. What they're doing now is they're saying to people that, you know, get in before it's too late. Come on. The, the gates are shut and we're shutting it down. Um, there's some sort of reason that they're basically deciding you can't get in anymore. There's a time limit. The zombie apocalypse is happening because people are turning around and saying, actually I'm going to nip back try and save a few of my family and friends before uh, before it's too late. So all of the zombies are basically people trying to save their friends and family from the fact that there's going to be no afterlife within a week. Um, well, within a time limit, it, he finds out it's a week when he dies. Um, he's got a week to save his friends and family, but I'm setting in rules like, um, basically, if you... So I was trying to explain this to Kev earlier. If Kev was the leader of this gang and he gets bitten by a zombie and dies, he's told, look, you've got to get into the afterlife now it's all shutting off he decides he wants to go back and save anna and all his kids and all his friends and family like me so instead of coming back and just murdering me which you'd have an option to do in the game that's fine he has to come that that would make him that would basically damn him i'm, I'm saying that's against the rules you can't just go back and kill someone you can't kill someone in normal life the rules of normal religions are you can't kill people it's it's evil it will send you to hell so same rules apply to the zombies you can't just go and murder someone the ones that are doing it are breaking the rules basically they, um, I've sort of lost my train of thought there. <laughs> You'd have the option to basically decide whether you want to go out and just brutally murder people left, right and center, or whether you kind of have to try and convince them to die another way. And the logic behind that is in all major religions and all the rules of the world, obviously murdering people is bad. If you murder people, you get punished for it. So the logic I'm trying to play on is that the main character I've called Rob at the moment, but I think <laughs> Rob Zombie is going to sue me. Oh, yeah, again, and... that's another piece of feedback from me. I think <laughs> I definitely deserve a notebook. But in in my plans at the moment, when I've written Rob, Rob basically gets told, "Look, it's all being shut off." He decides I need to go back and save my group. Um, he's told if you're going to go back and just murder him, you're going to go to hell. You you can't get away with that. That's not that's against the rules. Um, but if you can convince them all to either just willingly be dead or kill them by accident that's fine so part of the challenge of the game the puzzle of the game is trying to work out and strategically kill people without kind of damning yourself or damning them um 
the reason other zombies don't follow those rules is because I've planned in that. I mean, we know in real life, in real, not in real life, in zombie stories, in real life zombies, I was going to say, zombies eat brains. So in my sort of plans, um, zombies can't just indefinitely run around convincing people to die and solving puzzles. They need to be fueled. Otherwise, they can't think straight. They become more animalistic. They become more barbaric. They become evil. And like the zombies we see in programs. So if they leave it too long and they're not feeding, they start becoming evil. Now, that kind of, for me, that's, basically saying that in, in these other things, the hordes of zombies are kind of, a lot of them are just trying to scare you into dying yourself inadvertently or trying to convince other zombies to uh, kill you on their behalf. So they're not damned, but they don't really care about the other zombies. Um, and you've just basically got to make sure that the survivors you care about are either killed by other zombies who have already damned themselves, uh, killed by other survivors, which would obviously damn the survivors. So there'd be a challenge in that element that you might have certain survivors you actually want to save. And if you're convincing them to kill other people, it's damning them, which would lose you out, lose out. You'd lose out in the long run, your score. Because in my head, I'm kind of thinking there'll be a finite amount of survivors you could save. And you could, if you could get a perfect score, then that'd be obviously a perfect ending to the game. Whereas if you um, convinced Bouncy to kill Anna, using a real world example, um, then Bouncy would be damned. I mean, I've heard he wouldn't get... take a lot of convincing. I was going to say, she snores like she did in the car the other day. <laughs> <laughs> so if you can convince... Anna to get sliced in half by something and Bouncy to drink himself into oblivion. Again, not that challenging. <laughs> then that would end up with a perfect result. But if you had to convince someone to kill them or you had to kill one of them yourself, then that would end up with a bad result. It'd still get you to the end of the game, but perfect ending-wise, you'd want to save everyone possible. But, um, so can I just yeah, point you on. with one... Because obviously you look after constructive criticism. Yeah, go on. If the character commits suicide they'd be damned to hell as well. Yeah, this is something that I had considered in the game, having yeah. a couple of people who just can't take it anymore or whatever, and you, you want to stop them from doing that. So they'd be all... Because I haven't just bog... You know, I haven't put a bog standard or just run out and catch them and kill them sort of thing. I want a proper kind of... There'll be lots of different people. And I, I, took, I set out in my plan that because I'm trying to put a time limit on it, I'm trying to say, look, there's a week in the game. It might change the exact number depending on how it no kind of pans limit. out. But what I'm trying to do with this is say that you're not limited to going right. You have to go and kill Anna. Now you have to go and kill Bouncy. Now you have to go and kill a kid. I want it to just be kind of like the place is there and you've got to just take out who you can and figure out who you want to kill in what way. Um, And just, yeah, just generally have a bit, not a free for all, but like a kind of, there's a finite amount of people. You can try and kill them all. There might be some people who are in a position where they're thinking, oh, I'm going to end it all. And their their situation is slightly different. You're not just trying to find a way to make an anvil or a piano fall on their head. You're trying to convince them to not kill themselves so that you can just accidentally knock them over a cliff in a minute. Um, so there'll be lots of different bits like that that I've sort of planned into it. Um, I'm just trying to think what else I kind of want to mention. Because I've got like morality. Um, I, I am kind of putting a time limit on it. I, um my, my sister misunderstood and thought I was saying a full seven day, 160 odd hour extravaganza. I was like, that's not feasibly possible. That's just going to take forever. But um, the other thing I wanted to to mention was that I was thinking as well as having the main guy who at the moment is called Rob. <laughs> um, you also, if you kill people in a certain way and they decide to become zombies as well, which they would in the story, um, you can play as them to reach other areas of the game. So, um, taking inspiration from The Walking Dead, they have that famous one that's obviously just crawling around by her arms. She doesn't have a bottom half of her body. She just crawls on the floor and that's all she ever does um, when she's alive in it. 
I think if I had a character like that, to so say someone dies by being sliced in half, they can then crawl under stuff that you can't get to because you're a full-size zombie that's walking around. Zombies don't really have the motor skills to bend down and crawl through stuff. The crawler zombie would be able to. Um, I was talking to a mate about maybe having one in riot gear that he died from, he didn't die from being bitten, but he just died from something else. And, or, or you'd find a way to kill him in the game. Sorry. And, um, he can't bite anyone cause he's got a helmet over his face, but he also can't really be hurt cause he's got gloves, right gear on slightly shielded. It would get you into certain areas that were slightly off access, maybe guarded sort of things like that. So it'd be slightly different zombies that have slightly different abilities without kind of going too mythical and mystical. Is and it going to have zombie fine. dogs? Um, I sat and thought about this for far too long the other day because <laughs> I was thinking I could have a zombie dog character, but then I've got to start faffing around with all these pets and worrying about whether the community pets are going to be invited into the afterlife. And that's something I'll have to decide properly. I think I'll have to nail that one in, but zombie dogs would be an idea for an extra having a character, wouldn't it? You could kind of have a dog then that people just, it runs a bit faster then, doesn't it? Instead of just being a staggering around type of zombie, you've got a faster runner. But um, I have got plenty, I've got tons of other things in my head and I've, I am listening on the um, the Indiegogo. I've not released it as a proper Indiegogo yet. I've just put a preview link out for people to read and scrutinise. So, I mean, it's, it felt a bit awkward explaining it. We had to stop halfway through because I lost my train of thought. It's really awkward explaining it to a room of people where they're all looking at iPads and stuff. Um, so if I... If you're not convinced yet, read what I've written. It's a bit clearer. You can find um, his link to that on the forum at maturegamerpodcast.com or he's written about it on kevinsteve.com as well where there's a few posts about it. So either of those places, you'll find out more information mm. um, where it's nicely planned out and, um, and edited by a grown-up. Um, <laughs> hey, and, uh, hey, the Indiegogo is awesome. I've written that out and I've rewritten that and I've rewritten it and it's all there. It's just the nerves of having to pitch it to the thousands of listeners. Yeah. Um, he was quite comfortable writing this indie proposal, but when he was asked to talk about it on a podcast his nerves when <laughs> not you ah, a microphone i'm not used to this oh, no, as i say it was purely because i didn't think you were listening and I, I lost track of where i, I was never listened to you but um yeah i the, the actual indiegogo side of it is quite fun i'm quite enjoying it at the moment all, I, i've got a i've got to do a video because they all need a video i've got to get some artwork pinned down and i want to make some prototypes and your twine idea is just excellent i'm going to do that um, so I've got four things I need to be working on that are quite big tasks. So I imagine this won't go live for some time yet by the looks of it, but I'm going to try and do as much as I can over the next week and a half, two weeks. I've got two weeks off. Um, quite interestingly, I've already lined up quite a few people to help me promote it. I didn't really think it, that wasn't something I was really trying to do. I just saw a few people. So like Jinx, they're back on the um, you know, in the picture with helping us out, you know, the t-shirt company, uh. the sponsoring is their back. Um, I told them that we'd had some problems and we've sorted them out with the emails and that. And so they're up for, uh, he responded. Am I getting some t-shirts? I sent him an email saying that I haven't been able to contact him properly. He responded within a minute, just going, I've already sent you some stuff out. He was like, I've literally just sent them. I read the email, sent them and now I'm replying. He said, um, once you've finished your writing up your Indiegogo, send me the link, we'll promote it. Um, other podcasts and sites have already agreed to as well. Um, I'm actually, yeah, I'm thinking I'm very, very, very well supported um, and it's not even really started. Um, I need the criticisms left, right and centre to perfect this. Story-wise, I think... You're bald. I'm, yeah. Story-wise, I think I'm okay. In, I'm not saying it's perfect. There will be lots and lots of changes and edits and, you know, setting up bits in there, but it's just kind of convincing people that it is something I can do. Someone's already said to me, are you sure it's not too big of a task? I'm thinking, well, I'm aware it's going to take a while to sort out. 
Um, like it's going to be a long job, but I know I can do it. And I just need to, like Vimes has said, it's all well and good saying, I know I can do it. I need to show I can do it. So I need to go and do the prototype now just to prove a point. Yeah, you paint bouncy, not bouncy, Vimesy, paint his wagon. I um, he wasn't slating me, he was being very... Rude. I told you to paint the man's wagon. If that wagon doesn't get painted, we're going to have issues. Um, we are going to Gadget Show on Tuesday, as I've already yeah. mentioned. Um, I'm just having a, uh, a flick through their website now. I'm perusing it, in fact. If Jinx are back on board, I've got to start perusing again. and get my perusing hat ready for next week. Um... But in addition to all the gadgety stuff that we always look at, the cat toilets and uh, the Fitbark is going to be. Have we talked about Fitbark on the show? I think we probably we have. On Twitter, so if we haven't, yeah, we it the Fitbark's going to be there as well. But there is a game section. Um, they have a couple of world exclusives. Um, we're going to get a chance to play Sniper Elite Three, um, which we played Sniper Elite Two at Gadget Show for the first time a couple of years ago, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Evolve is going to be there as well, which is. Um, brand new title from 2k games um and also there as a try before you buy i.e not world exclusive you played all these before transformers universe which me and anna had a look at at mcm a couple of years ago now your mate works on that doesn't she or worked on that that's the jx one isn't it yeah yeah um titanfall never heard of it uh, <laughs> plants versus zombies uh, never heard of it pause motorsport five never heard of it FIFA 14, Injustice, Mintraft. Injustice, really? Yeah. Why? Don't know. It's a gadget show, isn't it? They're counting people yeah. not knowing. This, it's like, it was like this before. They just, they do have some odd ones. Yeah. Here. Particularly Mintraft. Hmm? Mintraft. What? I like to change the two of the letters around in Minecraft to make it the Mintraft. Cre- the, the Creeper Craft people are there as well, aren't they? Who do the? They set up online PvP matches and things, and set up game formats. I don't know if you saw um, the Hunger Games, uh, Minecraft Hunger Games. They do it. You're a gamer. I did see that. That is just great. I, I, I watched those, and I, I don't know about the, Hunger Games, so it's a bit lost on basically, me. Basically, the gist of Hunger Games is um, there's a, a stash of weapons and items, and you all start at equal distance away from it. You run to it, and then you fight until one of you's left alive. And so someone just said, let's do that in Minecraft. And it's now become like a community-driven game. So at Eurogamer last year, they had it all set up. You could queue up, you could take part. There's massive tournaments. They had one at Res. I watched a couple online recently as well. And they're just great, just really good how people are kind of designing an entire map to make it balanced, you know, make it have these challenges and is there an area where you're safe and stuff. So yeah, um, people like Creepercraft who are making these things that they are... Phenomenal. Never mind. I mean, obviously, we talked a bit last week about Notch and his uh, indignant fingers up at uh, Oculus Rift. I think it's it's people like this and like Stamp Along Nose and Blistic Squid and stuff who I talked about in the past who are actually why Minecraft is now the force it is. is because the community itself has taken ownership and is pushing it way beyond anything they're even capable of making. And uh, it's grand. So, yeah, oh, I'm going to be interested to talk to people from Creepercraft because my children will love what they've got to say. Marvellous. So expect to see vines aplenty, I imagine, from... Uh, from That's Tuesday, isn't it, with her? From Gadget Show. Yeah. Um, right, AD Shopping is this week. Um, not a lot on there. I'm sure I'm going to be corrected in a minute. Um, what I've managed to find on my, ex- my uh, extensive scouring of the internet, um, Batman Arkham Origins Blackgate is out on all the retro consoles now. So this is the one that was out on the Vita and the 3DS last year. 
is now coming out on all your retro home consoles, including the Wii U. There you go, a Wii U game, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, Dynasty Warriors 8 is out on every console Sony have ever made, pretty much, apart from a couple of the old ones. Um, and Elder Scrolls Online is out on the PC and the Macintosh. Um, tell me what I've missed this week, boys and girls. That's pretty much it. Oh, uh, I win it. I think it came list. out this week, didn't it? The new Bioshock uh, chapter came out this week. No, that, yeah. I thought it was 25th. Ah. Wow. What, of April? No, of March. That was yeah. last week then. Yeah. I got, it completely missed me. I have yeah. no idea I, I, where that came I from. I, just, I saw reviews of it this week, so I assumed it was launching this week. Uh, and Wolf Among Us is on the very, very close, so I think it's next week. Woohoo! That'll be before the Friday. So, also, Persona 4 is out on the PlayStation 3 on the 8th of April. Yeah, that just seems a bit pointless to me. You, <laughs> you sent me that as a text this morning, expecting me to be really excited, yeah. I think. I just I don't see the attraction of playing that game on a telly. I think it was perfect on the Vita, and I'm a little bit worried that Persona 5 is going to come out on the PS3 like five years before it ever makes it to the Vita, and I won't want to play it on the telly. It was just perfect for a handheld People not, not all people are the Vita. Well, they need to sort very, their lives it, out. It's quite expensive for what you get. If I had to choose between the Vita and the PS3, I would well, no, go for the Vita you. every time. No, In fact, I would choose. Would I would, yeah, I would. I'd choose the Vita yeah, ahead of every people, other console I've got at the moment. But some, you don't. You have not touched it in ages. I've played more on the Vita this year than any other console I own. That's a lie. Because you sit. You used to go out for your walks every day to go and get your street passes. I don't count that's playing. That's collecting. Excuse me. I don't actually play games on the on the DS. Yeah, I just do street pass. Oh, okay, so street pass is probably my most played game, and then everything on the Vita. Mm. And then I, I don't remember the last time I played a game on the telly. FIFA maybe. No. I got Forza, didn't I? I got Need for Speed and Rise, and then never really played either of them. And Battlefield that you never play on. I bought you. That's a Hey, I've got two weeks off now. Once I'm finished with Diablo, I'll play some of that. And Goat Simulator. Then I'll play some of that. (laughs) Oh, it's going to be a splendid couple of weeks. (laughs) No, it's not. Boring. Bouncy news, my face off. Oh, I'll news you good. Uh, right, the the sort of the biggest news this week seems to revolve around Amazon. Uh, they've had a couple of big bits of news. Sorry, do you mean maturegamerpodcast.com slash Amazon? No, just Amazon, the company. Uh, Who can Amazon... be found at maturegamerpodcast.com slash Amazon? I hear they can be found, uh, but currently the version that. Um, is uh, this one isn't the English version, it's the American version. So you have to use the other link. I can't remember what that one is. Maturegamerpodcast.com uh, slash Amazon. You can get to both of them from there. Oh, okay. Oh, well, there you go. Anyway, aside from that, uh, the Amazon Fire TV was revealed this week, which was after that weird, horrible games controller was shown off. Uh, they've now kind of said, this is what it's going to be. Uh, this is what it's going to do. So essentially, it's a micro console for about 100 quid. Um it's going to be like a set-top box, so it will play films and TV and stuff you bought through Amazon on demand. 
but you can also play certain games on it. Uh, Telltale Games are bringing out all of their games on it. Uh, there's stuff like Minecraft is coming to it, obviously, because, you know, he doesn't like to go with big corporate companies, does he? Not mm. notch. Um, Kim Swift, who worked on Portal, uh, she's gone over to Amazon Game Studios to make them uh, specifically games for their studio, which is quite exciting because you think they're actually getting good designers then working directly for Amazon, so you may find platform-exclusive stuff. Um, and a lot of the games are going to be app prices, so anything from 99p up to 8 quid. So uh, Also, Clint Hocking, who worked on, I think, Far Cry 2, if memory serves. Uh, he's also gone across. Uh, there's just a link on the center to a join, but I can't remember what game it was. Um, but yeah, so it, it'll be interesting to see, because Amazon obviously is a big name a big player they haven't announced where it's going to launch in the uk yet is it currently only in america um but for that sort of money they've they could take on because ouya and GameStick failed miserably mostly because a fuck is an ouya if you don't really know much about games mm-hmm. whereas a micro console does tv and some games that's kind of tapping into the smartphone market a little bit you know that's where people have those kind of things they have a multifunctional device so that's on the way and looks quite good now the other Amazon News, which I don't know quite how I feel about. They're going to start integrating Metacritic ratings into Amazon game listings. Uh, so, Steam already do it. I know Steam do, but that's kind of that's a very webby thing, isn't it? Whereas I like to think retail is very separate to proper, uh, like paid critical opinion. I would rather re- have user reviews for a game even if the user reviews sometimes are absolute horseshit, like they just say something's awful, just awful. Um, sometimes they're, they're funnier and sometimes they're, they're more truthful because people have had to pay for them. If you're a critic, sometimes you haven't been paid, so your integrity goes a little bit. Um, so I don't know. I don't know whether I'd, I'd like that. I mean, obviously, Metacritic is generally a good guide. Uh, it is usually very fair and, it, and it's good to have, but I wouldn't want to lose those amazon kind of user reviews because i i would more inclined to believe a 42 year old man from wisconsin than i would jim sterling off of destructoid because jim sterling off of destructoid is, is a cancer on the face of this earth um so yeah so that's basically gone live um but it it should soon filter outwards so yeah if you think about buying a game you can then make a decision based on whether or not you know you think critics are right or not um, are they still sticking with the people who bought it as well, though, yeah? Yeah. So it yeah. says, yeah, because it's... I, it used to always bug me. I mean, when the consoles came out, there were people on there who were verified purchases saying it was all right, and then people who'd never bought it saying it was rubbish. So they, it would get rid of that a little bit if they were to limit that. It would. It would. But then you could just look at verified purchases and just think, yeah. well, that's that. I mean, it should just be a case of there being two, you know, like, Critical review this, user review this, and it just... Places use IMDb reviews a lot, didn't they? They do. So that's the same sort of thing. I said, it's not a terrible idea at all. I I can see the the use in it, but I just, I find it interesting. I find it very interesting that they're going to do it. Because will a game that's critically panned, actually quite good, if you saw the Metacritic review is like in the red, like Goat Simulator isn't going to get, isn't doing well with the critics, Okay. I bought it for two reasons. Number one, I wanted to sell a copy through the shop <laughs> because that way my shop has sold a goat simulator to a customer. 
Uh, and since then, I've sold another eight copies to people. <laughs> um, and two, I just wanted to play it because, I, 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 you know, it was good. I sent some, like, a, an early access thing for it. But then I was like, I just want to pay, have it proper, because I couldn't get Steam achievements on the version I had. So I was like, well, I, I want Steam achievements. And uh, I think you can get trading cards as well. So I wanted them. And so I bought the game, played the game for a bit. Laptop really struggled, but it was hilarious. And it was brilliant, but critically terrible. If that was, say, a boxed retail product on Amazon, would I look at the five-star reviews from people who are going, oh, it's brilliant, you can lick a car, compared to the critics who are saying, well, it's irredeemable shit, that the people themselves have even said it's broken horribly and they don't bother fixing it. And that's the two. I, don't, I wouldn't want to see those funny little niche games that don't tap into necessarily being a critically good game that are still fun. I wouldn't want them losing out because of people just... But I suppose if you're going to just believe a critical review that you deserve to go without, don't you? Exactly. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so, that's that. Now, Saints Row have always had a good laugh with special edition versions, haven't they? They did that massive million-dollar uh, special edition, didn't that's they? That's one of the, my favourite special editions I've ever bought, that one. <laughs> well, every year they do a Saints Row Game of the Year edition, don't they? Or, like, the full package or whatever they've done in the past. Saints Row 4 has got Game of the Century edition. <laughs> because, you know, why, why not? not? <laughs> so, yeah, it basically contains all of the add-on packs um, and all the extras. And this piece, it comes out in May. It's going to cost about 25 to 29 quid. Which, if you haven't played it, that wait for that because it's going to be splendid to have every, every bit of content. You get all the weird reverse cosplay stuff and cowboys and all the gt5 ripoffs that they were doing when gt5 was kind of <laughs> uh, and also doing a dead island double pack which has both kind of game of the year complete editions of the dead island games which i know they're not the best games in the world but it's going to be about 25 quid for two games the two complete with a lot of dlc games so you know that's it's not bad if you want to pretend that you're stopping steve's zombie um friendly apocalypse then go on an island and stop them completing a mission and uh, while doing it just keep thinking about steve's project so every time you play a zombie game now people i want you to be thinking actually they're probably just trying to help me out exactly they just want to give you a big hug and then kill you save you uh right we love tapped out don't we steve we bloody do kev used to yeah i Liked it for a week. You loved it because you mm. went to all the effort to make gardens for your houses, so you must have loved it. People who don't care don't do that sort of thing. Uh, on April the 10th, the Family Guy tapped out comes out. Uh, it's called The Quest for Stuff. And see if you can spot the similarities between Family Guy and tapped out. Uh, basically, Peter inadvertently blows up Quahog. Mm-hmm. And then you have to rebuild the town, mm-hmm. slowly unlocking different characters mm-hmm. who have story-based quests mm-hmm. to unlock more material, which can be bought with either in-game currency or premium paid-for currency. What would be this premium currency? <coughs> <coughs> Fucking clams, I hope. Croissants. The only, the only logic, isn't it, really? Um, but yeah, essentially, the internet has stood up universal. Because I mean, family, I, I think the game will be good. I'm going to get it, definitely. But what I've loved is the the the, the optimism of uh, the, the the commenters on CBG. Um, so they're going to reskin Simpsons tapped out. Um, okay. Uh, 
They answer it. It's like, is it is it like The Simpsons, as in microtransactions supported, but you don't actually have to buy them? You can play Simpsons for five months. So yeah, if it's the same, you still enjoy it. Blah 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 blah. Anyway, somebody went the best side of it. Microtransaction funded. Ah. <laughs> Which only works if you like serious. But uh, I did like that. So yeah, that's how did out. they spell that? Uh, he wrote, ouch. Ah. 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 It's the part I can't envisage him spelling. <laughs> he's done T, then about seven S's and a T, which, I mean, I look at I know what he's trying to do. Okay. I'll let him have that. I wouldn't have known how to spell it, but he's, well he's done, hit the nail well on the done, head. Well done to Jodders there. His name's Jodders. Um, he, uh, he gets comment of the week from me. I don't do that as a feature. Comment of the week. Comment of the week. Comment of the century. Now, um, who likes a good hacker story? I like a good hacker story. Do you like a good hacker story, Anna? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the um, dance. There's, there's a new, like, elite hacker out there. His name's Christopher Von Hassel. Um, he's from San Diego, and he's five years old. Oh, yes. He's, and he's hacked Microsoft's password system. <laughs> he did. Uh, which is fantastic. So, go on. Have you heard this story? Um, um, I haven't. I'm I intrigued. I read the headline. I didn't read the article. <laughs> How easy do you think it actually was to hack into Microsoft? Probably quite easy. Right. What he did <laughs> is so unbelievably stupid. I don't know what... I mean, I suppose you just wouldn't protect against it because, of course, nobody would ever do it. He basically... He wanted to play on his dad's Xbox Live account because it's got age restriction on the console. We needed to sign in. Uh, he basically didn't know the password. So if you enter an incorrect password, it goes to a second password verification screen, which if you just push spacebar, it clears it and you go straight through. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so basically the kid was really worried. He went, I got nervous. I thought he was going to find out. I thought someone was going to steal the X. <laughs> Bless him. He's, he's a little cute kid as well. Really cute little kid. Uh, but basically they contacted Microsoft who've patched it, gave them four free games, 30 quid of Xbox Live credit and a year's Xbox Live gold. Which is very tight of them, considering the fact that he found what is essentially a massive flaw in their sign-in process. Um, but there you go. I suppose happy. Windows 3, was it? That just you only had to press enter and it went in? You didn't have to put any password in for that. Yeah, it looks like they never changed that. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, where's that Windows 3 login code we had in the 80s? Let's, let's, uh, let's use that, shall we? That's just brilliant. So, so yeah, five-year-olds. That's how much it takes to take down Microsoft. So it now makes me wonder whether it ever was anonymous that took down Sony, or whether it's just a preschool group had just started playing on a xylophone and it just brought the whole of the Sony network down. Because uh, it's probably very, very likely now. And finally, because I'm bringing back the and finally. He didn't like that. <laughs> I liked it. Um, I really like sharks, right? Didn't you do this last weekend when we were at Wembley? about sharks your shark day that wasn't last week it was ages ago I'm sure you had it planned for the day we were at Wembley I was going to see it while you were at Wembley but then I was I wasn't allowed to do it but yeah this is Battlefield 4 Uh, basically they've got a a megalodon shark hidden in Battlefield 4 if you put 10 players around a boy on a parcel store map a giant shark jumps out of the water and then splashes into the water again and people have been looking around for it for ages and have now found it and uh, it's magnificent. It's on a par with that one in, was it Fable, that had a statue come out of the... Oh, no, Saints Row, wasn't it? It had the giant statue coming out of the ocean. Yes. Um, yeah. 
it kind of it's on a par with that for how brilliant it was. Fable had a lion head island that you could find in the sea. It never allowed you to like try and fight it. There's no, you can't fight a giant shark, Steve. Of course you can. You've got there's, weapons. There's, there's a film that exists called Super Shark. Okay, and Super Shark eats an airplane out of the air, can, doesn't it? No, no, that's Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. It jumps yeah, out. More on cheap, dog. Uh, Super Shark can fly, can walk on its fins, and is really, really strong. The army decide to take it out with a tank that's got legs. <laughs> it kicks the shark in the face. I'm certain we've talked about this yes, on the show yeah, before. Yeah, it's ringing in a bell. So yeah, so the only option to fight the Megalodon would be to have a tank with legs. That's that's the established norm now. If or there's ten like, of you with machine guns, rocket launchers, and you're in the sea about... around the boy in the sea, so you can't fire while you're in the water. Can you? What's his name? His name is Sharky and George. Oh, his name's George Shark Sharky. That'd be better. Ruined it now. If they had a little platform in, around the boy, the boy might be tied to a platform. I don't know. Who would tie a boy to a platform in the middle of an ocean with a shark? Bad parents. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, I'm just saying they should patch that and then I'd be more inclined to go on it if I could try and kill the Megalodon. Well, you know. Is a Megalodon a dinosaur? It was yes. basically a giant species of shark that existed in the prehistoric time. Wouldn't it be amazing if they still did exist and we just haven't seen well, them? Well, there have been many films that suggest they do, but obviously they don't. But they, well, I suppose they could. I mean, obviously don't they don't. I mean, well, you think somebody would have seen one or caught one, that's what I'm saying, because they caught the giant squid, didn't they? That they thought was mythical. They've only filmed one. I watched a documentary about it. They only no, got... they caught one. They've caught one as well. But really? the, the documentary is the first time it's ever been filmed live. Yeah, because mm. uh, they're so deep down. Uh, but yeah, there's all sorts of things that could exist. Obviously, I mean, they might be How right big now. A giant squid, then big enough, huge, absolutely huge. One bear, bigger than one what, bear, like bigger than a Chris Bigger than Kabusi. Do you have a thing for him or something? He's got a thing for us. He won't leave us alone, that man. Mm. You should see him. You should (laughs) see him. I know. I know that he knows we exist. (laughs) I am. He knows me and Kev are. He's seen us tweet at him so often. We have had a good 50 tweet conversation back and forth, me and Kev, one weekend, where Akabusi was tagged into every single one of them. So his phone must have been vibrating. Like I'm going to tweet at the man now. Stop oh, Tell him to leave us alone. the hell alone. Um, no, don't. Keep asking him, when is he going to come on the show? Because that's like every now and again, we'll just be like, yeah, that's the point, Chris. <laughs> What's going on? We'll be mid-conversation and we'll just... Uh, tweet Chris Akabusi into it um, and it, I know that alone. you must check that now and again and just think oh it's them again <laughs> bloody Kevin Steve again oh, what am I going to do he's checked his Wikipedia page oh, they've changed my Wikipedia page we didn't we it was someone else that. it was Woody wasn't it we didn't uh, even ask him to he just did it but um, there you go we just sent Akabusi a tweet he's trying to ignore us in the hope that we'll go away but it's only going to make us do it more Akabusi Um why do you go all deep voice? Uh, it's a isn't it? <laughs> mm. um, I've just asked him if he's going to come on Skype and record with us anyway. He might do. If he just replied, yep. That would be brilliant. <laughs> What's the username? We'd feel a bit on the spot when he came on. What do you want to talk about? We just want to talk about... We just want you to make the noises you make. What's he do? And laughing lots and... No, but what does he do? What is it? It's a... Awuga, he says, isn't it? Oh, it's someone else's as well, but he, he does it. Does he? But what has he done? 
Well, well, he's a well runner, that, that he? might be his is Facebook parody know. account I'm thinking of, actually. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, I think you're talking of John Fashion. You. Yeah, but he... The Chris Akabusi Facebook parody account. Sheepdog's being racist again. No, listen up. <laughs> the Chris Akabusi Facebook parody account. Which you curate. Says that he came up with that first and... So, Sheepdog, all black people say a woo <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, no. And this man is now making video games that your children will be able to play. What, Akabusi? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Have you got any more news, or does Anne finally mean it's finally, finally finished? Means, it's finally. I would like to just add on, thank you very, very much to... Thank I'm you. for mentioned it to Dean Dang Doof, dropping by the shop this week. He, uh, he wanted to do some trade and drove to the shop from Welling Garden City. Didn't realise how far it actually was. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, he, he, I don't think he'd have probably made the trip if he realised. But that was brilliant. So thanks to you. And also thanks to Mark Bentley um, for just being bloody awesome this week. He's uh, He had a slight issue with the shop, which we've resolved, but he resolved it just like the legend that I would expect any of our listeners to be. So thank you to you both. He didn't turn and, up at uh, uh, Res though, did he? Like he was supposed to. That's probably my fault. It was probably Poor Tracy did, though, didn't she? Oh, of course, yeah. And then, yeah. and then buggered off before saying hello to me, which made me feel she like... She had a prior engagement, but she'll be at MGPX. She also said, don't tell Bounty I was here. I hate him. I'm leaving yeah. before he finds me. That's By the it. way, my username's Liver. Yeah, what? that's all it ever is. Yeah, all I ever get these days. All these listeners have just abandoned me. Cheap dog, get out of my house. Take me home. Um, did you know... You can uh, follow this very podcast on Twitter at MGUK Podcast, where you can follow me at Lelujo. I'm at RB6K. I'm at Miss Lelujo. I'm at Bounce Bill and HR to Second B. You can also find us on Facebook. We're going to Facebook. And uh, we have a forum, maturegamingpodcast.com slash forum. Um, did you get the Facebook one now? I don't know if there was some interference <laughs> on the line. Uh, Facebook was facebook.com slash maturegamingpodcast, in case you missed it. The last time. Fears. That's it. Sneeze over it this time. Uh, we also have our Kevin Steve Twitter account, don't we? Yeah, I don't, don't don't know that I need to mention either of those places. People should just know about them. It'll be where me and Kev talk about our projects, our random nonsense. Can we call them projects? Projects. Um, um, I'll be slowly building up my game. I, I didn't even mention I'm calling it The Other Side because you see in the other side of the, Cause it's, the fight uh, and they're getting people to the other it's side. It's the ITV of games, is it? Yes, uh, yeah. Stick the other side on. <laughs> no, we don't want that on. It's got adverts. Has it got adverts? <laughs> no. Mm, the other side always had adverts when I was a kid. We were never allowed <laughs> to watch it. But um, yeah, track that. Keep my momentum going by, you know, giving me ideas. Every time my up. phone vibrates now, I think it's Akabusi getting back to me. <laughs> Every time my phone vibrates, I'm panicking about what criticism it's going to be. I've been, my heart keeps skipping a beat. I'll be dead what? if this carries on. Ollie Merce style? I don't know. He stole that song off Lenka. Off of who? Lenka. Um, quick, let's end the show before Bounty can mention his podcast. What podcast is that? Ah! <laughs> see what you've done there. You've got 14 <laughs> seconds. Okay. Mature Gamer uh, is nothing to do with Weird Lola Course, but if you want to give it a listen, do. If you like it, review. If you don't, stick a thumb in your ass. Um, you, you talked over his last second there. I was, was timing it. But give the man a break. I, you know, I thought it was really good. I listened to it well, all I, the way through. I also listened Front to it. Back. And um, 
I, I tweeted it around a lot, really tried to promote it. And I felt just a little bit disappointed that... I felt a little bit disappointed as well. That people could be mean <laughs> about it. Like, I get if you don't like it, then Thank yeah, you've you. got to be honest. I'm glad you understand. Um, but half of me just generally thinks, don't really oh, think, so, think it's bad. Yeah, I mean, my thing is, if you're going to review it because you're comparing it to Mature Gamer, don't, because it just makes you a dick. No. In, in all honesty, there are some know. good bits, because Bouncy's not on the whole show. You're it, so, it, it is nothing to do with, so nothing If you lied to, to me, I'd never talk to you again. Bouncy loves it. No, we did. We did spend ages talking about because someone said that he'd started this up to what, like, as he said, to boost he's his famous. fame, he's and famous. he's only famous because of us. He's only in podcasting because of us. But um, we we established we, it was true, didn't yeah. we? On Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> we established it was true, but not because of Mature Gamer. We did Best Thing From Season 1 um, a year before he did the Lollicross Season 1. Um, they're on Season 5 now. Um, we started Mature Gamer midway through the run season, of Lollicross. Uh, season 6 of Mature Gamer. Yeah, uh, Mature Gamer started a year after Lollicross. Yeah, um, the, the fact of the matter is, I got onto this podcast because of the Lollicross. Yeah, we knew you did podcasts. Because we, we hoped if we got you on this, you'd stop doing <laughs> that one. We knew you worked in a game shop and we thought he'll get them early. That was half the, <laughs> half the logic there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thanks. <laughs> but uh, you never really utilised that, that route, did yeah, you? Yeah, you live too far away. That's your problem. Not for us, for him. I thought, oh, early reviews. That'll be a handy little perk. I used to always do, always just try and play as much as possible. No, you'd say, coming to the shop today, I haven't had a chance yet. I've been too busy planning for the show. And... Mm. That's when I tried to write all the running order and things. Yeah, and you finishing your tea there, little fella. <laughs> well, I thought you were going to continue, so I ate a bit. But of yeah, that. it was a decent ep. I, I, I feel like I was Don't being ever rude. Don't ever say ep. I'm not saying anything. Want to snap like, his fingers? Just feel awkward saying it. Um, I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward <laughs> to a decent ep two. of your pod there, Bouncy. <laughs> I'm looking forward to episode two. Um, I think people should check it out. Um, yeah, do it. Check it out. It's got my seal Or B, as I like to call you now. <laughs> Good opie your pod, B. <laughs> I reviewed it, did you see? I did see. I did. Uh, thank did you. you like thanks to review. everybody. Um, I don't remember your review. My review said that I was basically reviewing it under duress, but was getting paid for it. <laughs> and iTunes left it on there. <laughs> my review was a block quote from Pride and Prejudice. It <laughs> 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 talks about how... She wants to have a chat with her fella about the dance, but she decides to just sit in silence instead. <laughs> just for what I do. Um, no, but no, I'm no, surprised I choose to let that up. Yeah, to be fair, they let my podcast out. They'll let any of the bloody reviews yeah. onto it. But no, I mean, genuinely, to those who've downloaded it and helped share it around, thank you. I do appreciate it. Uh, like I say, it's not really anything to do with me at all. I, I would have been quite happy if that podcast had never been known about by anybody. But the fact is, there are people that work on a show who put a huge amount of effort in. I mean, so, like, Steve, you put on there about it was doing your editing, and we did the Liam Neeson thing. Um, Hawk, Hawk did that, and that was his, his yeah. masterwork, you know. It, it sounded really perfect. I was like, what? Yeah. Was it just and clips of him that he edited together personally? He took, he took no, we actually interviewed Liam Neeson. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I meant was, like, did he find a Liam, Liam Neeson impersonating no, he machine took, or something? He took actual interviews from Liam Neeson, wrote out what he wanted the script to be, and then found every time he mentioned them. Jesus. Um, so luckily, he Wasn't he getting to say anyway. bouncy ball at some point? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and pretty little horses. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was just, 
the thing is they put so much work in Dalek does so much work on songs Hock does such a lot of work on the editing and the post-production stuff and all I really do is go over it like I do with this and basically this is you know without me this podcast the Mature Gamer would still be a Mature Gamer podcast I just come in and I do my little bit and it, it better or worse there it worse, is same with a lot of course now series 4 I really didn't do much at all because I was just going through my breakup of a marriage and they took over and they really did some good stuff with it. compared to the mess that I'd created originally, they've, they've really refined it down. And it is, it's, I genuinely enjoy listening to the bits that I'm not on. So do I. <laughs> you know, and so that's, that's why I want the podcast to do well. Not because I want to be famous, because, you know what, I can be famous because I go around and slap a celebrity in the face with my dick. If you wanted to be famous, you'd stick your head through the bars at Buckingham Palace, like yeah. I keep telling you to. There are plenty of better ways to be famous than do... A podcast that there are what there are ways to be famous. I'm off. Mike Fiddle himself said is only unsuccessful because of the Zionists keeping it down. You missed what Mike Fiddle had to say there, Kev. Putting my headphones back on. Yeah, you missed it. Oh well, you'll have to to listen back to your own. Yeah, right. Um, But yeah, so no, thank you to all you do. If you if you haven't listened to it, give it a listen. Um, if you don't like it, like I said, I don't mind. That's fine. I don't expect everybody to because it's, it is different to this. It isn't me doing the same thing. Why would I do the same thing when I'm already doing this? It'd be like having a McDonald's and then going next door and saying, oh, God, hey, this KFC hasn't got anything like a Big Mac in it. Don't criticise people for doing the same act on multiple podcasts or me and him are going to have to pack <laughs> best things from him. No, but, it's, but that's the thing. Like, for you, it gives you, it's a free form best thing from You can talk about whatever you want. We stick very closely to the topic no, each and every week. Rigidly. <laughs> yeah. But you, you know, you can talk about everything from yeah, Scottish independence right through to Walking Dead or whatever. We briefly discussed how Martin McFly and Anna would be mortal enemies. Excuse me. There you go. We'd be able to be friends with Martin McFly. I can't even remember why. But nobody calls him chicken. Oh, I don't course, know why. Yeah. Perhaps you'll die. <laughs> Right, anyway, go away. That was a long 14 seconds. That's what you said. It was Steve who, who pulled it back. But no, honestly, yeah, uh, give it a listen. If you don't like it, don't. That's fine. I don't mind. I'm not going to hate you or anything. You can still listen to this. Just don't go on to reviews and say you like the stuff I do on Mature Gary. You don't like the stuff on there. That's unnecessary. So off. See you next week, boys and girls. Have a good week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Where's the off button? <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.